flagrant two, no easy buckets analysis by assholes, water cooler commentary for your sports needs. I'm Andrew Schultz. I'm here with Akash Singh and uh, Real Life Cast coming back into the to the building. This is a special Christmas episode. We are very excited. We held the Roy Jones Jr. interview that Akash and I did for this episode because we wanted to give you some fresh new content. We wanted to give you a nice little gift for Christmas. Maybe you didn't get one, so this is yours. Uh, I was incredibly just so honored to talk to Roy and so excited. It's one of the coolest things I've done in my career. I don't want to set it up any more than that. I want you guys to give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, So let your ears feast on one of the greatest boxers in the history of the sport, Y'all Mr. Roy Jones Jr. Y'all must have forgotten. <laughs> okay. What's up, everybody? Andrew Schultz here. Akash Singh here. Flagrant 2. No easy buckets. We got a very special guest on the line. Oof. I want to get right to it. He's, in my opinion, the most dominating boxer that I've ever seen. Mm. Um, one of my favorite fighters to both watch and hear commentate about the sports and... By far the best rapper of any boxer that we've ever seen. <laughs> Give it up right now for Roy Jones Jr., everybody. Roy Jones Jr. is on the podcast. Thank you, guys, for having me. Hey, man, this is an honor. Um, yo, I, here's how we do it. We want to start off with a little fun questions. Andrew's a boxing fanatic. I am. I have to say, I have to start out by saying thank you, man. Um, I, I come from like a family that is a very, just loved boxing. I mean... My father's a bit older, but he grew up, you know, watching Sugar Ray Robinson. When he was in the news business, he would cover Ali, go to his camps in the Poconos. Um, right. I mean, a great story my father would, would always tell was about uh, before the, the Foreman fight, uh, you know, my dad asked Ali, like, how are you going to beat this guy? This guy's just destroying people. And he remembers Ali saying, I'm a, I'm a scientist with this. Okay, I'm, right. I'm a technician. I'm going to go in there, do it. And one of the guys that he asked me to watch when I was a kid— and I remember this. I was 11 years old. It was you fighting James Tony. Yep. And at that time, Tony was was killing it, man. Tony was an incredible fighter, and what you did with Tony was just unfucking believable, man. <laughs> unbelievable. And I became an instant fan. A lot of great moments with me and my father, just kind of bonding. And I really started to follow your career. And I was so excited to get you on. Because, um, yeah, I just, I really want to just get your perspective on what's happening with boxing, you know, right now. Obviously, you saw the Fury Wilder fight, I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't see the whole fight, but I saw most of it. And what'd you think? Well, I thought Fury probably won the fight because Fury outboxed him. Although, I can see how they come back and get Wilder points for the knockdowns, too, because those are two-point rounds. Right. So, I'd have to watch every round to judge it myself to see exactly how it went. But from what I saw... It looked to me like Fury still had the edge, but I have to watch every round, round for round before I can truthfully say it and mean it. Um, I did know that Fury was going to be a problem for a while because Fury is a boxer. And right. like your dad told you about, or like Ali told you, your dad, it's about who's the scientist. I don't care how hard George Foreman punches. I don't care how hard Deontay Wilder punches. When you put a scientist in front of them, they got something to figure out. And hard punches ain't the answer to everything. Right. So you got a scientist, a hard puncher, that, that, that's not going to really give you any edge because you're a hard puncher because that scientist 
deals and dissects hard punches. And that's what he did to Wilder, from what I saw, and that's exactly what George, or what Ali did to George, and that's kind of what I did to James Hunter. However, James Hunter was somewhat of a scientist himself. He just didn't understand it as deep as I did. Yeah, he was it was... A he was a scientist with a hard punch, but I was a deeper scientist. Yeah, it was it was something that I would watch earlier, uh, especially earlier in your career. Is and this is maybe something you could speak on for the casual boxing fan. You know, you hear about counter punching, but I don't think the average fan knows how deep it goes. Like you, you are looking for little ticks. You're you're when you're timing someone, you're not just reacting to a punch. You know they're throwing that punch almost before they throw it. Is before that right? Before they throw it, that before they throw it, and a lot of times I would do things. To force you to throw that punch so I can counter. Like, so like for example, no what? Like, situation because I do something to you to make you stick your hand out there and see it counter you because you never knew I was going to counter and you never realized that the reason you threw that punch is because I forced you to. So it's like I played with people. I made them do things that they didn't know they was doing, but I knew they were doing because I made them do it. And then I counter what I make you do. Oh, my Lord. So you're not just reacting. You're forcing the action. Exactly. Got you. That's, that's the difference in a real boxer and a, just a fighter. A fighter just kind of reacts to what happens. That's what so many of these kids do today. That's why strength and conditioning has become so prevalent in boxing because most people are just reactors. So if you're in a better shape and you're strong and you're good at reacting, you're going to outlast your opponent or you're going to be in first because you're a better reactor. Me, on the other hand, I didn't need strength and conditioning because I had technique and knowledge. With technique, I knew how to my punch, throw my punches properly. And with the knowledge, I knew how to do things to force you into a no-win situation. It's like playing checkers and chess. The object of checkers and chess is to force your opponent into maneuvers that he does not want to make. And when you make him make those maneuvers, you put him in checkmate. Or you take all of his men. That's the whole goal of boxing. Not strength and conditioning, mental Strength, mental knowledge, along with a little conditioning. That's what dominates boxing. Not strength and conditioning. Strength without knowledge is useless. Right. Unless the other fighter has no use, has no knowledge, then it's very useful. Now, what about, is Wilder a good example of someone who is amazing strength and conditioning, great power? But not, but no, but not a good scientist at all. He's a perfect example of that, which is why which is why a person like Tyson Fury was able to last 12 rounds with him. If you think about it, if you think about it, and you need to put it in perspective, Tyson Fury was knocked down by a guy who none of us really consider a real puncher, and we also consider a true cruiserweight by the name of Steve Cunningham. Yes. Steve Cunningham dropped Fury. Steve Cunningham is not known as a puncher, and Steve Cunningham is at best a cruiserweight. And he dropped Fury. So if you put that and say, okay, well, when we put Tyson Fury in the ring with a heavyweight, which, with it, to be honest with you, Wilder could be a cruiserweight too, but Wilder is a super puncher, as we all know. Right. So to put him in there with a super puncher, how does this guy that's not known as a puncher knock him down and this super puncher don't take him out? Because the super puncher is not a scientist. He relies on the punching, punching power to get him back. And that's why... Fury was able to survive. Who do you think wins the rematch? If it don't change trainers, Fury's going to win the rematch. Because if he don't have no more game than he got, Fury already knows about the punches, which he knew in the first place. Fury already got Wilder. How did he figure it out? The person that was surprised in that fight was, was Deontay Wilder, not Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury knew exactly what he was up against and knew exactly how to deal with it. So now, can Wilder make the adjustments 
and become a better fighter between now and the next fight, or does he take the same water with the same game plan because that same water is not going to beat Fury. How realistic is it that a fighter in his 30s can completely change his style? It's very realistic. You saw Pacquiao do it uh, later in his career because ah. Freddie Roach added some dimensions to him. But you saw uh, Freddie Roach also add those dimensions to um, what's the Puerto Rican kid? Uh, Cotto. Oh, oh, Cotto. Miguel Cotto, Cotto. yeah. Yeah, you saw, you saw Fred Roach also add dimensions back to Cotto. Now, the bad thing about those, the different thing, difference in them two, though, was he woke up skills that they already had. He just had to wake them up. For Wilder, I don't know that he already had these skills. Hmm. So, Wilder has to go through a whole learning stage in order to be able to improve, which I don't think he'll do. So, I don't see how he'll come back and beat Fury because he's never learned those things that Freddie Roach was able to wake back up in those guys. So, it's a difference in waking it back up and not having ever learned it. Is it? Wilder has never learned it. Right. You Have you ever thought, I know you were training for a little bit, have you ever thought about considering training? I do train people right now. Yeah. Now, is it yeah, difficult? I do train people right now. Okay. Is it, is it difficult to train somebody that doesn't have the natural ability that you possessed? No, it's not. No, it's not because you still, see, here's the thing about a trainer and a, good, and a smart trainer. You work on a person's DNA. You don't try to make a racehorse out of a mule. Mm. You don't try to make a mule out of a racehorse. You work on what God gave that person. So if a person has speed, that's his strength. You work on tightening up his weaknesses as well, but your key element of him, the best thing about him has to be what? His speed. I don't want a cheetah out there fighting like a lion. And I don't want a lion out there chasing stuff like a cheetah. Because they are two separate animals. The lion got to fight the way the lion fight. The cheetah got to fight the way the cheetah fights. If not, you put them in unfamiliar territory, which in the, in the wild going to get them killed. In the ring, is going to get you killed, but it's not necessarily killed, but knocked out or badly beaten. So you got to put a person in their own element. Now... You've spoken a lot about the relationship between you and your pops and how hard your pops trained you and just how hard he was on you. The, that's not realistic to train a fighter with that intensity, right? No, it's not necessary. Ah. It's realistic, but it's hmm. not necessary. It's highly realistic, but it's not necessary. That intent, that intent from a kid is good, but that goes a little beyond where you have to go. Because a perfect example is Lomachenko was able to watch me and his father don't train him that intense like that. That's why he still get along. But look how good Lomachenko got. Lomachenko is almost what they call, to me, pound, pound, one of the best fighters in the world. Really? The only other person that you could debate with that right now would be Terrence Crawford or, or, or Canelo because those are the only other two guys who have those type of qualities, and they wouldn't train like that either. So it doesn't take all the extremists. To, I don't think it takes going to the extreme to be a great fighter. Now, to be an extreme fighter, if that's what God had planned for you, then maybe that's what it's going to take. And maybe that's what God had planned for me, which is why I was an extreme fighter, because I went through so much extreme uh, preparation. See, but that's... I don't think it takes that for everybody, because now you can see what that extreme fighter looks like, and it gives you a visual of what you want to be. So now it gives you more of an idea and a platform as to what you want to work on to become that extreme fighter or like that extreme fighter. But yeah, I, I was thinking fighters, about... I was thinking about you and your relationship with your dad and then, uh, you know, even Michael Jackson's relationship with his dad and really seeing the the balance between success and how hard you push your kids. And yeah. it does come at a cost, but it's undeniable that if you push them hard and they make it through, there is greatness on the other end. Do you think it's worth the cost? 
No, because it, a lot of kids don't make it. You know, a lot of kids commit suicide. A lot of kids do a lot of things. And, I mean, a lot of kids just can't take that pressure. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's worth it if the kid can, but you lose so many. And it's like you got one Roy Jones, one Michael Jackson. Who else you got? Michael Jordan didn't go through that, but look what Michael Jordan became. Right. Muhammad Ali didn't go through that, but look what Muhammad Ali became. You understand me? So it's like, to me, no, it's not because Michael Jordan talked to his dad today, today he died. I don't know about Muhammad Ali's kids with his father, but me, I want to talk to my kids to the day like that. I don't want to sacrifice my kids off for fame and fortune mm. and not have a relationship with them. To me, I just don't want to do that. Now, like I said, it could have been, like I said, inevitable for that to happen that way. That's what God had planned for me. But I don't want to trade that off. And I let my kid be um, like a low machinko, and I still can get along with him and talk to him and guide him along his way. I don't want to be a guy that got him so bad that once we separate or once he grows up, we can't even talk no more. Because I didn't establish a respectful relationship with him. That's that that is to me that's completely unnecessary. And the thing with my father and probably with Michael's father too was that yeah they made us exceptional. But if you ask about it, he was like, who the greatest? Yeah, I think Mike's the greatest. But a lot of people are gonna say, well, it is between Mike and Prince. Mm-hmm. And Prince didn't go through those extremes, extreme mm-hmm. extremities to be where he became. And Prince was almost. Just as a good of an entertainer, and Mike, he wasn't quite, but he's very close to it. But Mike was extreme, and like I say, his brothers and sisters went through those same things. They didn't try to be Michael Jackson, so it's all depending on who God is intends to be that person. It is not necessarily that those extremes make you that person. It's just that when God got it for you, them extremes and nothing else can't stop you from being what you're supposed to be, because nothing could have stopped Michael Jackson from being Michael Jackson. You understand me? Of course. Yeah, and it didn't turn out that way. None of the other Jackson turned out that way. They were all in the same household, under the same father, under the same guy, in the same um, group, as a matter of fact, for a long time. Right. But none of them turned out to be Michael. Right. But the question is, is your father's treatment what made you such a great rapper? <laughs> <laughs> no, my father had nothing to do with me being a rapper. He would have wanted no part of it. <laughs> Maybe that's why you weren't as good of a rapper. <laughs> Bro, we needed your dad to be tough on the music, and you would have been the GOAT. Come on, champ. You're right. You're Who's right. Biggie? Who's been, Tupac? Hey, we got hey, Roy Jones. Hey. Y'all must have forgot. Rapper, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Toughest fight you've ever had in your career. Um, when I came down from that 25 pound of uh, muscle loss and fall tough for the first time, yep, I had to dig deep into the tank like I have never had to dig before mm. to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. I remember and that 12th had, round, yeah, man. That, I remember yeah, you showed, wanted that showed, it. That showed, that showed me, that showed me and a lot of other people something that you would never know about a lot of fighters. Uh, especially, I mean, it's like to me, that's the only one up I have that you know, separates me from a lot of top fighters is that a lot of top fighters, with the exception of people like Evander Holyfield, a lot of top fighters, we never got to see what they would do if their heart was on the line mm. and they had to win and they had to win it all with just heart. We don't know how they'll react, but we know how Roy Jones will react because we saw it in that first top fight. Yeah, there was, uh, and for people that don't know, you're the only fighter to start your career at 154 and then end up winning a heavyweight championship. You beat That's John exactly Ruiz right. in, what That's was exactly that, right. 2003? What was your yep, weight? 2003. Yep, 2003. And then, so you can't you started 154. When you fought Ruiz, what did you get up to? I don't even think you uh, broke 200. Uh, no, I was, two, I was 193, I think. Yeah, 193. I remember I remember playing with you in, in fight night. Remember that that uh, that game? And heavyweight yep. Roy all swollen and shit. <laughs> but I could tell your vein, because this is how I know that you like looking good, is because you had these big biceps and everything, but you wouldn't give up the abs. Most people no, would have given up the abs, Roy. No, 
No, sir, I ain't giving up the abs. That was my thing back then. <laughs> so you come back down, you fight Tarver. I remember that. Is there any part of you, and we were having this conversation last week, which is why I'm so glad that we got to talk to you this week. And we've had this conversation before, which is, after you've beat Ruiz, if you retired, I think undeniable the greatest fighter ever. Right, but here got my problem with that. Here got my problem with that. I said I want to do and take what Bob Fitzsimmons did to the next level. I didn't want to do just what he did. I want to take it to the next level. Right. So Bob Fitzsimmons is the only man ever in the history of the sport to win uh, uh, middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight title. Right. So what did, what did I come along and do? I came along and added super middleweight to that. Right. But the but the dilemma about that whole thing was after Bob Fitzsimmons won the heavyweight title, he went back down and recaptured the light heavyweight title. Mm. So I couldn't retire after beating Ruiz and say, oh, yeah, I'm the second guy to do what Bob Fitzsimmons did. No, mm. I am not. Bullshit. I didn't do what Bob Fitzsimmons did until I went down and recaptured the light heavyweight title. Now I can say I did what Bob Fitzsimmons did. You feel me? And that's what people don't understand. So I'm not a talker. I'm a doer. Right. I don't want to sit down and say, oh, I did what he did, and I didn't do what he did. That's not true. That's not accurate. I should have added to what he did if I was going to do anything, not do less and say, oh, yeah, I did the same thing he did. Nah. The hardest part of the whole equation is to come back from the heavyweight and recapture the light heavyweight title. Ah, that's the hardest part. That's your so challenge. So people talk and say what they want to say. They talk because they do not know. Knowledge is the killer. You must know what you're talking about and who you're dealing with and right. what you're dealing with before you say that. Because as heavyweight champion, yeah, I can retire. And you're right. They might say, oh, he's the greatest fighter of history of all time. Well, the fact of the matter is, if I was there, I was still there because I came down 25 pounds of muscle. Right. Of course that's going to affect me now. So if I was the greatest fighter of all time after I wore the heavyweight title, then I'm still the greatest fighter of all time because losing 25 pounds of muscle takes a lot out of a man. And I took my heart, something that you've never seen before, took my heart and won that first trauma fight mm -hmm. to make sure that I did what Bob Fitzsimmons did. See, we missing the true blessing, the true riddle, the, the true facts of this whole situation. The fact is, I put my heart on the line to make sure that I accomplished more than what this man did to be able to say that, yeah, I did what he did. I always say, yeah, I did what Bob Fitzsimmons did. No, I actually did more. I added to it, mm. which is what I'm supposed to do. Because mm. now this ain't just middleweight, like heavy, heavy, and back to like heavy. Now it's middleweight, super middleweight, Light heavy and heavy and back to light heavy. So you right. got to keep adding on if you're going to get better. When they make cars, they don't make cars that slow down. They make them speed up and go faster. <laughs> they make them look better. They make them get better gas mileage. They add things to them to make them better today than they were yesterday. If you're not doing that, then you're really not adding to nobody's legacy. That's a great point. It's, it's a great point. Yeah, I, what I was speaking about um, more was the idea that Fans, I think, are selfish with fight with athletes, and we want people to retire in their prime, but we don't consider that maybe athletes really love what they're doing, and why should they stop as long as they love it? Did and that's you the problem. So the problem with that whole thing, like you said, yeah, 
saying it's a selfish, and I do understand that. But the love that we have for this, right. the love that keeps us going beyond the time when we even know that we're out of our prime, but we know we still can do it. That same love, it's the love that we had to have to make us get up off the floor when we knock down, mm. to make us get up and answer that bell around now when I feel like I'm so depleted and dehydrated that I can't even walk, but I got to answer this bell because I want this belt because if I don't win this belt, I can't say I did what Bob Fitzsimmons did. That same hunger is what keeps us going beyond our prime. Mm. Because we still them same people. We don't change clothes. A quitter is gonna be a quitter, but a winner is gonna be a winner. And you can't expect me not to win just because I'm a few years older. I'm still a winner. So you know I'm gonna compete. Why? Because I'm a winner. Where do you transfer this energy now in your life? <laughs> Now I put that energy toward making my fighters better. I try to train fighters and make them better, uh, give them that same hunger, give them that same desire, give them that same will, give them the same knowledge. Because it doesn't go away, Roy. I could tell no, you, right you, now you, you tell, are one competitive you dude. You tell my boss it don't go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I have a feeling that you're competitive at just about anything. Like if we played ping pong and I beat you, we'd be playing all night. Well, the problem is they're going to play ping pong because I know I can't beat you, so I ain't going to put myself <laughs> in my <laughs> That's one thing I will fuck you up in, Roy, is ping pong. And I'm very smart. I ain't going to let you do that. I ain't going to see the opportunity. Ping pong and mental math, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay, yeah. man. Yo, Floyd, real quick question. I always hear this thing that boxers don't have sex before big fights when they're training. Is this true? Did you do that? Um, it's true to a degree, but there's a way that you can also make that work because also at the same time, what people don't know is they did a study and a lot of runners took, uh, like, like 24 hours before they ran, they did that and it, it, and it actually increases the, the, the amount of testosterone in your system. So it's a way you can, most people don't because we don't like even the, the idea and the thought of it. But it's like carb loading. Huh? It's like carb loading. You pussy loading yeah, exactly. before a fight. Yeah, exactly. So it's a way. It's a way you can do it. If you did it within twenty four hours, yeah, you're going. It's going to increase your testosterone. But most people don't want to take that chance because of the mental part. Because people always tell us you can't do it. You can't do it. So most people just say, Nah. They say we can't do it. So I ain't gonna do it because I ain't taking a chance. I don't want that weakness in my mind going into the fight. Mm. But honestly, you could do it within twenty four hours. You're going to load your testosterone. It's just like you said. It's just like carb loading. There's a there's a we're both stand up comedians Akash and myself and uh, a lot of times stand up comedians say oh you know stand up comedy is just like boxing <laughs> and uh, I hate that comparison because I've never heard a boxer say man this is just like stand up comedy. <laughs> Nah, cause you get your head knocked out. The joke's on you. Exactly. So, so what I want to what I want to know is what the fuck is boxing like? What do you relate it to if you're trying to explain it to someone? Is there anything? Yeah, boxing is like going to war. When your son's gonna play or you gonna play to go to a war. You don't never know if you're coming back or if you'll ever be the same when you come mm. back. There are so many veterans that have wounded this or wounded that. There are so many veterans who gave their lives, who lost their lives at battle. So when you go to a fight, it's the same to me as going to war because you don't know if you're going to come back out of that the same way you went in there. And when I say that, that means physically and mentally. I mean, there's a guy that just fought last weekend, Donna Stevenson, who's fighting with his life right now. Yeah. From a, you understand me? So people say that, and I don't try to, I don't say that as no disrespect to the veterans either, because I know that bullets coming at you is a little bit different than gloves coming at you. But right. when you look at it, it's the, you gotta have the same exact thought, because there have been lives lost in the boxing ring. There have been guys who got in the boxing ring and got killed, just like in the battlefield of war. There are men, men that get in the boxing ring, a great friend of mine, Jerry McClellan, 
who will never be the same. Death, partial death and partial blind. Never be the same from a boxing match. So it's the same to me as going to war. You're not guaranteed to come out of the way you go in there. And you're not guaranteed to come out of there at home. Have you, uh, have, like you have, have you lost anything in the ring? Um, I don't know if I have. I mean, I don't think I had a whole lot when I was started going to the ring, so I ain't really had much. To do. <laughs> I ain't had good stuff when I started. <laughs> so, uh, uh, need to say, cause you know, like I said, I ain't had good stuff when I started, so I can't say if I lost anything or not. <laughs> that's funny. The doctor tells you you got brain damage. You're like, oh no, that's been there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pre-existing conditions. They had nothing to do with boxing. That was there. Uh, pair before I ever thought about putting on a pair of gloves. (laughs) (laughs) It is a concern that you have, right? Like, Yeah, well, you got to be concerned because you don't want to walk around and start losing your balance and feeling like you can't really talk or feeling like I can't change gears. You see how when y'all was talking to me about what I did as a heavyweight, how I was able to change gears and speed up my talking and get my voice amped up and just go all in about it. But now I can slow back down because we're past that subject and give you a decent interview with decent knowledge, decent words, speak what I got to say, make you understand what I got to say, be articulate about the conversation, about the situation, and I'm okay. Yeah, it's, it is wild, man, because you've had you've had tough fights, but you seem to have made it out with all your faculties. You know, you seem to still be enjoying the sport, talking about the sport. You know, I know um, HBO is done with boxing. What is that? How do you feel about that? Like, you were such a main staple as a fighter and also a commentator. Is this an end of a, you know, a generation? What are you going through when you hear that decision? Well, it's the end of a generation. Like I said, somebody's like, it makes me feel almost like when my grandmother passed. Mm -hmm. When my grandmother passed, I knew she was going to a better place because I know she's going to heaven. But, you know, you just miss the fact that you're never going to be able to go see her and say hello and say I love you or be hugging her or be hugged by her or be spoiled by her. You're never going to see the good qualities. You're never going to be able to experience those things with her again. Right. So it's like HBO was my fight scene, was my commentary scene, was my vehicle that I used to communicate the skills, the beautiful blessings that God bestowed upon me with the world. So HBO was my my life a lot of times in boxing because I was able to do it boxing-wise on HBO, and I was able to come back and tell you about it on HBO after my boxing career. So when that's gone, you know, you're not sad that it's gone because it does. I mean, you're sad that it's gone, but you're more sad of the fact that you're going to miss it because that was your link to the world. Not like there are not other links to the world that you can go be a part of too, but you missed that one because that was your main one. You feel me? Yeah. You don't get another one where, like, it's not going to be another network that I made or kept alive for years, then turned around and worked on it, too. Because yeah. that was HBO. So I don't have another grandmother to lose like my grandmother that I lost. You feel me? Yeah. I don't have another network to lose like the HBO that I lost. Nah, That's the bad that makes, part about it. That makes sense. Have you ever been just out getting a drink and then some guy bumps into you and starts talking trash, but he doesn't know you're Roy Jones Jr.? Well, I had to have one time. I wasn't out getting a drink, but I was at a nightclub and a guy was talking and he, uh, Get out of I here. think he bumped into me and he started talking <laughs> and I said two words to him. I forget exactly what I said. I said, well, no, whatever you got to do, do that. And his friend looked at him and said, you stupid ass dude, do you know who that is? Bring your stupid ass on here. <laughs> so his friend saved his dude. life. 
the dude was telling yeah, the dude saved his life, and the dude was telling that. You know, and dude was talking, and then they came back later on, that man, I'm sorry, I had no idea. I said, you, should, you, should, you, should, you shouldn't just do that because it's me, though. You should respect and talk to everybody like that because you never know who you're bumping into. That's I the thing. That's the thing that I love about uh, the UFC guys is that all their ears are all swollen and cauliflowered, so you mm-hmm. know who to not mess with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. With like me, a, you don't know that. I, a I boxer, you don't guy. know. I, I like a little country guy and a pair of flip-flops and socks that you might be able to take him on a good Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I will fight a guy in flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he thought he would, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you at a nightclub in flip-flops? Yep. <laughs> Y'all must have forgot. That's something like that. <laughs> who who is your outside of yourself? Who do you think the best boxer, the best boxer in history is besides you? Well, the one that made me start boxing, the great late Muhammad Ali. That's mm. what that was my purpose for starting boxing. Uh, everything he stood for makes him the greatest fighter to ever live. Not that he was the greatest fighter. In the ropes, he was just a very smart guy in the ropes. He didn't use but 60% of the necessary boxing skills to dominate. Mm. But he used that 60% and did, did more than most guys can do with 150%. <laughs> you know, so he'll always be the greatest to me. So, yo, I got a question about Floyd. Andrew always says Floyd is his favorite boxer. He loves Floyd, thinks he's the best. Yep. Why is Floyd fighting these exhibition fights? I'm thinking Floyd might be in financial trouble. Do you think there's another reason? You could tell us if there is. Uh, no, I couldn't tell you. I don't really know. Let's have a drunken mouth. Um, see right there? Uh, my problem with, uh, with, uh, okay. my problem with, with that is that I can't really tell you the truth about Floyd because I don't know. But I do know that Floyd, is, his nickname is Money Mayweather. And I know that Floyd is going to get money in a way he can because that's what he does. Right. So if they're going to give him that kind of money for three rounds and an exhibition against a guy that's not even known as a real boxer, Floyd would be crazy not to take it. You only live once. Mm. And you will get that kind of money for three rounds? Why would you not? <laughs> so, I mean, whether he have a problem or not, it's, it would be almost ludicrous for him not to take that. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I remember yeah. towards the end of your career, you were going and doing similar types of things. You went to Russia. You had a bunch mm-hmm. of fights in Russia. Was it, mm-hmm. was it, were you like, were you super famous in Russia? Still am. Still really? am. Not, 95% of the population in Russia knows Roy Jones Jr. You got dual citizenship in Russia, right? Because, because 95% <laughs> of the population knows who Roy Jones Jr. is. Ninety-five percent. So more people not, know who Roy not? Jones is than Donald Trump in Russia. Of course, of course. Ninety-five percent know. Okay, so you, so you're when you're in Russia, are you hanging out with these like billionaires, these oligarchs? I hang out with a few of them. I hang out with them, but you know me, I'm 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 a type of person that I'm hang out with a little bit of everybody. So I have billionaire friends. I have. Uh, dollar in their friends who ain't worth the, but a few dollars. So, right. you know, it's just how I am. Uh, I don't like to classify myself as better than nobody. So I like to hang out with the good and the bad, uh, whether it's necessary, not necessarily the good and the bad, but if you're a good person, I don't care if you're worth a dollar or a billion dollars. It doesn't matter to me. If you're a good person, I'm cool with that. So I just like to hang out with good people. Right. But if you're going to dinner, the billionaire's not that bad. Well, he's always better because you ain't got to worry about paying for nothing. <laughs> Roy, we don't want to. got security. <laughs> exactly. Yo, Roy, we don't want to take too much of your time, man. I just appreciate you so much calling in. We love talking to you, and thank you so hey, man, much for doing this. Thank I you got guys. Um, and, I, and all the problem and the mix up we had was 
I told him 12 o'clock central, so I was waiting. My clock just went off a little while ago. It was telling me that I had 10 minutes to come in the house and do the interview. I thought it was 12 o'clock central, not 12 o'clock eastern, so that's why I uh, missed y'all the first you time. You know what? If you're not early, you're late. Roy Jones Jr. There said that once. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Jones hey, Jr. said that once when he would man. walk into the ring an hour and a half after he was supposed to. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Because of his pre-fight song. That's right. That's right. With the with the mic that wrapped around where you didn't have to carry it, the headset mic. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> anyway, I dude, I appreciate you so much calling in. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Yeah, thank um, you, Roy. Uh, best of luck you to you guys. in the future. We'll definitely call you again sometime. And we got some great. Uh, we need some hot takes about the boxing world, man. But we appreciate you, brother. Anytime, y'all. Welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great day, man. God bless. All right. All right, that was Roy Jones Jr. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Uh, so much fun to talk to Roy. Okay, before we get to the best of clips of the year from Flagrant 2, we got to say that support for today's episode comes from BetDSI.com. Use your sports and pop culture knowledge to make some extra cash this week with BetDSI. BetDSI.com has been paying winners for 20 years with a super user-friendly interface, mobile site, and the fastest payouts in the industry. It's no wonder BetDSI is top-rated on betting review sites. Simply play, win, and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything from NBA, NCAA hoops, NFL, NCAA bowl games, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports to politics, reality TV, esports, virtually anything. Maybe one day a singing competition called Flagrant Idol. There's also live betting, which lets you bet on games through the entire matchup, every play and every minute until the end. I play there myself. That's where I'm betting. Bet DSI. Okay? So if you want to add some excitement to the game you're watching, you get on board with it. Try it for yourself. New members get 100% bonus match using Flagrant. Okay? That's our promo code. Flagrant. That's more than double your money to start winning today. Just go to BetDSI.com and use promo code FLAGRANT to get this limited time 100% bonus offer and make some extra cash on the sports you know and love. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Next, I don't think that, again, we're doing a best of for the year. Mm -hmm. right? Our best work this year. Personally, I don't think that there is a story it was bigger this entire year oh, in facts. podcasting in general, but facts. especially over here at Flagrant yeah. Two. Yep. Yeah. Right. It was the first time I was legitimately upset. I was not at the podcast. Like legitimately upset. Like I was on. The, like I was happy, and I was like, "Fuck! I wish I could just be there and hug him." Right. That's the greatest <laughs> moment <laughs> in podcast history. My, like, I think about it sometimes, and I think about how brilliant it was that you set it up for me to not know. Yo, I tried to do also, it for Weezy too, but you fucked it up. <laughs> you took a real risk that I like. You really ventured on how much I loved Alex. Yeah, that's right. You could have opened the door like, "Oh." I'd have been like, "Hey, what's that? Huh? That's something." So without further ado. This is the Alex Mandela episode. Alex is free, and Alex is back in the studio, and Akash has no clue. Indulge. Gang, gang. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so let's start the show. It's, uh, I'm laughing because I'm a fucking asshole, but- uh, I'm like <laughs> nervous. I don't know what happened. I just- Some bad news. Um, they, they charged him and uh, convicted him, and- uh, <laughs> Bro, 
this is it's I'm a so defense sorry. mechanism. It's a defense, it's a defense mechanism. He's gonna, it, it's a year. He got a year. A fucking yeah. year. Dude, it's, it's holy um, shit. Now here's the thing. He's served one month. You do two thirds of your sentence as long as you're. Fuck <laughs> me, as dog. As long as you're there. Fuck so me. So he's looking for another seven months. Seven months. Fuck me. Yeah, he's he's looking for another seven months. It is fucked up. It is like I was fucking heartbroken. Obviously, his family's heartbroken. There is one positive. He gets his phone. Swedish jail is pretty liberal about that kind of stuff. So. Um, I was happy that we called this late because I think that he's he might be up. So I'm gonna try to call him. How's he doing, <sighs> bro? He's just like just imagine. Do you know what I mean? He's just fucking. I mean, well, I, yeah, obviously, but he's been so positive this whole time, and he tends to have a pretty positive disposition, and that's why I'm wondering, <sighs> bro. Anyway, so fuck me, man. Yeah, it's fucked. So I'm gonna put him on speaker right now to everybody listening, all the assholes. We're gonna try to get Alex on the phone right now. And, uh, Oof. yeah, it's fucking Yo. hard. Yo, man. Yo, what's up? How you doing, bro? Say what up to all the assholes listening right now. So, I'm live. You're live. Yo, what's up, assholes? What's good? Alex, fam. We That's miss a- you, dog. That's Akash, man. Akash, what's up, man? I miss you, man. Yo, man. Yes. Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, man, that, you know, when you do come back in a year, your job will be gone. Edin's <laughs> <laughs> doing a great job. So, <laughs> how long do do you think you'll realistically have to say? You, you think it's seven more months? Uh yeah, because Sweden they have this rule: we only have to do two thirds of the sentence. And right now, I did a month already, so I got about seven more to go. You've been in more than a month, though, right? No. You've been in, no, uh, I think you've... Been, uh, the 20th, I think. Of, 19th. Yeah, or the 20th in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just fucking heartbreaking, man. Just yeah, fucking man, heartbreaking, bro. I'm going to be like, like Shine and record from prison. We're gonna get some segments. We're gonna get some. Se- you got a new Bobby Schmurda. We're gonna put some features. <laughs> Yo, what's jail like over there, dog? Oh, is it like mean? it's like a minimum security? Yeah, you know the one that you get the fuck over. So there's a, so there's a lot of dudes out there for you where you could just crack cheeks and shit. You know, you know how I like them white. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, can you do one thing for me, Alex? What's up? Squats. <laughs> If you weren't so fucking top heavy, you could have run, dog. I'm telling you. What everybody doesn't realize right now is Alex just walked in the room. Alex is free. We fucking freed Alex. Let's fucking go. We're not playing around out here, boy. Have a seat. Oh, Why do you think shit. I set up all the chairs and all the microphones, stupid? <laughs> Yo, Akash, you go on the inside so they can man. see. Alex, get the fuck over here. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. So, have a seat, Al. Have a fucking seat. 
Alex Media is in the fucking building. Okay. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Did I get I'm hype. I'm, yeah, I'm gullible as fuck. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, it's not that gullible. He was in prison. A year for yeah. Sweden. I didn't know. I was like, this is crazy. But what was going through your head when you uh, when you saw him walk through the door? I just lost it. I fucking... <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't... That's all I was going through. My... Yo! Yo! Get the fuck yeah. out of here. You look good, dog. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Oh, bro. shit, bro. I'm hyped, dog. Yo, this... I'm fucking... You got a fucking year, dog. I was, I was fucking hating Andrew in the back of my mind. Huh. For the record, this is all Andrew's fault. <laughs> oh, we are getting into it. Oh, really? Yo, we getting oh, into it. Fuck. All right, we're going to be honest. Uh. <laughs> we gonna oh, be honest. fuck. So you want to start with the night because we've been dying to tell the whole story and, you know, talk about everything. Yeah. First of all, welcome back. Obviously, uh, it's great to see you. My dude. <laughs> I wish I got to see oh, you before fuck. you shaved, bro. Um, Yeah, I took a little bit down. But yeah, how yeah. about the up top? Up top, I got, I got the cast going. I like it. A little bit. I like you know, it. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. I'm starting a little bit. Okay, so... Uh, should we start from the beginning and yeah, tell the story? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's tell the story. I, so here's the thing. I was going to, we were going to surprise everybody at the live show. Just to clarify, Alex has been back since the 18th. Uh, Friday. Well, Thursday, 15th. late Thursday night. Yeah. No, Thursday, that would be the uh, 18th. Yeah. 18th. Yeah. So technically he did, I think you did like 27 days in, in prison. 28. Or 28 days yeah. in prison. And... You know, Nelson Mandela did 27 <laughs> years. So you are not Alex Media, you're Alex Mandela. That, oh, that's what absolutely. I'm going to refer to you from now on. I started my so, prison letters. <laughs> okay, so so, so you, so you, he comes back on Thursday. He hits me up. His text, his first text to me is this. This is his first text after freedom. You're... <laughs> 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 nothing else. Oh, no phone fuck. call, nothing. Just a little ass text. You're... Okay, so New York, man. Now, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. So, so he, he hits me up, and I'm like, okay. And immediately, he's already thinking. He's like, he's like, all right, how you want to play it? Because I know you know yeah. how you want to play it. So, my initial reaction was, I'm I'm like forty percent listening. I'm so fucking hyped. I don't really give a fuck what you're doing saying. The exact same thing. They can't imagine what's going on. Oh, right. Fuck. So, right now, so I say, okay, this is what, what I want to do. I want to surprise Akash. But I also want to surprise Wheezy. I wanted Wheezy to be here and Akash to be here. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to drop the news. But this dumbass told fucking Wheezy the second the plane landed in America. Yo, That's your soulmate, fam. What you expect? Yeah, I guess you're right. Fine. <laughs> Andrew just yells and cheats on him. This is still going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I go, oh, fine. Okay, man. then we can get Akash. Everything Wait, but you think you got out of prison? You get new bits? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> new set of jokes, bro? No. It's back to the same old. <laughs> same old, same old. Okay, so, so he comes out. Okay, and then we go, how are we going to do it? The initial plan was, yo, can you lay low until the October? Over 30th free Alex show and then have him surprise the whole audience. I'd have fucking that lost fucking my insane. fucking mind, dog. So, but obviously it's gonna be hard to like not talk until then. Yeah. Right? That's and it just it'd be it'd be tricky. That's like a, yeah, what, yeah. It'd be a week and a half, it'd be a lot. It almost got blown on the first day. <laughs> what was it? What happened? Uh, so I get to the airport, I hop in the lift, 
cool ride back to my house. Uh, when I'm getting out, there was a lift pulling up right in front, and somebody coming from the airport, and the driver's like, oh, do you know this person? And I was like, no, nah, I don't know him. And then he just like turns around super quick, pulls a quick 180, and he looks at me, then he turns around again. It's like, where do I know you from? And I'm like, nah, though. And he's like, nah, where do I know you from? Oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I do a couple podcasts. And he goes bananas. Just yeah. like you just that. He's like, Alex, your hoe? <laughs> Yo, that's dope. That's Sh- dope. Uh, shout Who can to- give Alex some pussy? <laughs> shout out to Jason. Jason from Lyft, man. Shout out to all our Lyft and Uber drivers Word. listening to the podcast on a regular. So, so he's back. People are going to start to find out. All his coworkers are going to start to find out. Everybody's starting to find out. So I'm like, now nah, let's let's just do it like yeah. this. So we'll catch Arkash. And it was hard not sharing this information I'm with caught. the last few days. It was hard, but I think it was worth that reaction. Was it <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I don't give a fuck. I'm hype. I don't care how stupid I look. <laughs> okay, so so now that we have that reaction, let's start with with the story. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear like the real? The real, real story. I mean, have you not been telling me the real story? I want to hear Alex's point of view. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been telling you. We just haven't told the people. Right, 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 right. Okay? Yeah. Um. So now I think we can start with the the real shit. Okay. Last night of the tour. And you say that you have a different story than me. I mean, I think you should tell it, and then I'll make the corrections. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Free Alex a little arrogant, to be honest with you. Free Alex over here, A Mike. Free Alex over here, A Mike. I do the heavy lifting. <laughs> Treat me like Angela Yee. Free Alex. <laughs> Alex went to Sweden for two months, came out Chris Morrow. I fucking think he's Chris oh. now. Okay. Last night, Sweden. Do the show. I can't fucking believe it was the last night. Sodra Teatron. Right, right. Do the show. How was your trip to this point? Oh, amazing! Right. It was amazing. Good. Oh Man, my, it was so much fun. We didn't fun. sleep at all. Yeah, no. Alex ruined almost all the cameras and tripods. <laughs> <laughs> but you paid him back. Yo, let me tell you something, Man, That was karma. That's for that. <laughs> right. No, it was mad funny. The first night we filmed stuff, came back to the crib, dumped all the footage. Everybody mad professional. <laughs> everything good. Everything on point. Right. <laughs> Second night, we're like, you know what? We'll dump the footage. You know, tomorrow we'll figure it out. Son, by like the fourth night of the tour, the cards were still in the camera. The camera's <laughs> hanging off his fucking backpack. You know what I mean? He hasn't slept in three days. No. Dude, it was fucking it wild. It was rough. <laughs> the last couple days of the trip was fucking rough. Son, Amsterdam, he's on drugs, and I know he's on drugs, but he's not admitting it. <laughs> I knew he was on drugs because we got back to the room. He was mad inquisitive with Matt. Oh, Matt's the other cameraman. He was like asking him about his life and shit. He was like, so having two children... What has that taught you about fatherhood? I'm like, fam, we haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> Fucking shut up. Uh. So... <laughs> last night tour. Beautiful fucking theater, man. Was it not gorgeous, oh, this fucking was. theater? We great, filmed the show. We pull it off. Once we put out this project, we're going to have a whole other discussion about what it took the three of us to get this thing done. I mean, all the little fucking tricks and games we had to pull. Shouts to Demarcus, who was helping us in. I mean, we really haven't been able to talk about the Europe thing. Yeah. Because you've been locked away. Yeah, because of you. Dick? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, a nice crisp night in Sweden, Stockholm. Do the show. At the end of the show, I say, hey, man. We just finished this tour. I got to give some love to the guys who made this happen. Alex Media, Matt Art Visual. Yo, come out and just say what's up to everybody. 
they come out in front of the theater. Everybody's clapping. It's a fucking beautiful moment. Now I'm a rock star. Fucking rocks. <laughs> right? Gets right. in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Starts feeling that he's a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go out to this bar in the Scandic Hotel. So right. they're like downtown kind of hotel. We're getting saucy. We're drinking. I think Alex has like six different girls there for him. He's like bouncing in between groups. You know what I mean? He's doing all this crazy shit. There was a lot of fans there, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fans. Andrew has a lot of fans, bro. Listen. Free Alex a little cocky. Free Alex, bro. Andrew has a lot Listen, of fans. Free Alex, free Alex a little cocky. So we're there. Alex bouncing in between groups, teaching girls how to fuck a salsa and shit like that. What the fuck is going on? This motherfucker salsa lessons over here. This motherfucker talking about Black Lives Matter over here. Like, this, guy, this, guy, this guy's just managing all the groups. Can you, you salsa? I, mean? I figure anytime you step forward, you just topple over with them yeah, fucking shoulders like, of yours. You can go like, side to side. He can't go forward. That was the problem. Yeah, I'm telling you. Know, that's, that's that was the biggest issue of the side whole chest. situation. My side to side is yeah. mean, though. So... So we're all we start we start doing a little bit of drinking, right? Right. And we're taking these shots called the Bjorn Borg shots. That's right, what's up. I did. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> you know Bjorn Borg, the yeah, tennis player. Obviously, I'm, you're a, I'm tennis a tennis fan. fan. Yeah. So a Bjorn Borg shot is a shot of tequila, right? A lime and some salt on your hand. Okay. Now, usually the way you take a tequila shot is lick the salt, take the shot, bite the lime. Right. A Bjorn Borg tequila shot is. Snort the salt because he did a lot of cocaine. Okay. Snort the salt, right. take the shot, throw the lime up in the air, spike it down like a surf. <laughs> oh, that's, that's dope. dope. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what you were doing during that time. <laughs> he was doing some salsa. <laughs> okay. So, so we're taking some tears. Up. We're getting a little drunk. Alex disappears for a little bit. Okay, maybe some sort of extended salsa lesson. I'm not exactly sure what it was. I went to drop the equipment off at the hotel. That's fair. Okay. Maybe he went to go drop the equipment off at the hotel. <laughs> maybe he didn't. I don't know. We continue partying. We go to another spot. Everything's cool. I get a text yeah, message. I she brought you sex toys, fam. Listen, we want to make you feel uncomfortable. We want to make you feel comfortable, feel at home. Wheezy just walked in, and she brought some goodies. Oh, wait, I have a few more things. Okay. This is just in case you know you want to feel at home. Um. Oh, wait. I love the braids. Thank you. You're welcome. So we got for one of us. Listen, you, if you're gonna talk, <laughs> you gotta talk on mic. Oh. You gotta talk on mic, and then we'll get you a seat in a second. Brought but. you Swedish vodka. <laughs> Yeah. So we can feel comfy. Swedish fish, just to taste like <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> Yo. That's funny. Look at you. Yeah. What else in the bag? What is there anything else here? It's a book. Oh, it's just a book. Okay. Gay. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, it was so weird. So, we, we're just telling the story. Please hang out. Okay. So, uh, now that we have everything settled for you and you feel comfortable again, we'll make sure we got these cuffs in. I can't believe you had to buy handcuffs. If there's anybody that I would assume I had a pair of handcuffs. Which was packed, by the way. Oh. I had a whole outfit. But I was like, let me not really let them think we fucking. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. You want some? Okay. Yeah, he'll have Does a little. Anybody want to go back to jail? Yeah. So, okay, now we're going to get to the story. No interruptions, <laughs> Wheezy. So, here's the thing. Oh, man. We go, get a little drunk. Right. Alex comes back. He calls me. 
He's like, yo, where are y'all at? I said, yo, we're going to the bar next door. Mm-hmm. He comes back after dropping off the equipment, if you will. Right. This greedy When you say the equipment, you mean that dick? I don't know what he means. All I know is that he had the look in his eye like he wasn't finished dropping off equipment. <laughs> right? Like this motherfucker dropped off some of the equipment, but there was more equipment left to be dropped right, off. Right, right. <clears throat> right? Don't be distracting. Now, we go this. We go to this place next door, right? We can't get in at the place next door. There's a couple of young Swedish girls that come to the show, right? Um, one named Amelia and then one named Afia. Afia, black chick. They don't let her in. Right? They let in Amelia? Yeah, they let Amelia in. Right. Let everybody in, including Alex. No. No, you got in the first time. No. Yes, you did. We all got in the first time. I wasn't there when this happened. Okay, well, I forgot that part. See, <laughs> his version is different. Oh, you weren't there the first time? I wasn't there. I had no idea the black girl got kicked out. Wow, that's interesting. Now that changes the story entirely. Because I thought you got in the first time. Okay, so the black chick doesn't get let in the first time. Now, the name of this place is Kelly's Bar, right? Which we found out later that g also got arrested from this place. Right, for some right. altercations with the bouncer. Right? It is not lost on me the coincidence. <laughs> Did some people say <laughs> I look like Jeezy? Right. And now we're back in this place. <clears throat> right. And see, looking for more. See how right, right. I'm just saying. Fault, I'm right. just saying. I'm telling you, it's all ages full. I try to get in. They don't let the black chick in. I'm like, well, we're not going to fucking go to this place if, if the black chick's not getting in. Now, they say it's because it's it's 23 and up, and the girl was like 21 or something. So I was like, right. let's find another place. We look for another place. There's no other place, okay? We start going to a different uh, location. Somewhere around this time, you show up. Mm-hmm. What happens? Because I'm not there. I'm with Afia and the other girl trying to work something out. So <clears throat> I'm I'm there with Tina. I guess Tina was still around in the area. Right. Uh, Tina's the tour manager. Tour manager. Our tour tour manager for the. Um. So Tina says, "Oh, they're probably they're going to come back this way." She was under the impression you guys were coming back to no. Kelly's. Uh, I was trying to do something else. Amelia. Oh, you had equipment too. Oh. I had equipment that needed to be dropped off as well. There was some so, cars um, that need to be dumped. <laughs> okay. So uh, me and Tina. I'm going to show you a picture of what he ruined for me. Okay. okay. So me I'm on the Tina, way to the promised land. Me and Tina. <laughs> yes. Walk into Kelly's bar. We're not there more than a minute before um, I just get tapped from behind and I turn around. It's a bouncer. He's like, you have to leave. And I was just like, why? He's like, oh, we're closing soon. I look around. This place is packed. Yeah. This place is packed. People still ordering drinks. Then I ask, do we both have to go? He's like, no, no, you have to leave. So I'm like, why are you only asking me? Right. I walked in with this young lady, white girl, but I walked in with this young lady. He's like, I'm not going to tell you again. So at that point, he was done with the questions. So now it got he got really forceful. And so right. I'm like, I'm not moving until you give me a reason. So now he put his hands on me. I stood my ground. I was a bit stronger than him. So then uh, he tried to put me in a, like a choke hole. And then another bouncer came. And like the two of them like kicked me out. So at this point, I'm tight. I'm heated. 
uh, Tina's just like, yo, stop. It's unnecessary. Stop, stop, stop. Boom. So now another bouncer comes over and he tries to give me like a peace offering. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, yo, don't worry about it. This bounce, this uh, this place has like weird rules. Like, come on, just come over here. He has drinks in his car. So he gives me like a beer. Like as a peace offering. That's bullshit. where you got the beer. That's I was where I wondering where you got the fucking beer. From Go a, on, now I'm putting it together. From yeah. a bouncer, from this establishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, he's trying to tell Never me. Never did he tell me he didn't have details of the story. He's told me as if the shit was fact- what happened? Well, where when I was there isn't there yet. I got that part. I don't know yeah, this but part you yet. Thought I was with you the first Son, time. I did, but I was also snorting salt and drinking tequila. Oh, that's very lines. true. That's, you very know, true. that's Bjorn Borg's fault, not mine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, fam? Tell him not to win so many French Opens. <laughs> real talk. I mean? Like I don't know what that is. Okay. So um, outside, talking with the bouncer. Uh, sharing a beer that he gave me and he's trying to tell me without telling me that like yo they have weird rules at this place Yeah, they're and racist. I'm like no I want to know why yeah. and he wouldn't say they're so, racist. I'm tight. so I'm still under the impression you're coming back so I'm waiting no. in the area definitely like, was not planning on coming back and so then that's when me and you get on the phone you called me yes now, Alex you called me tight oh right? yeah I was tight like yo son I almost got into it with, with this bouncer right like, they did some fucked up shit. I think they kicked me out. Some racist shit, whatever. Now, what I said to Alex was, I was like, yo, what's up? Like, you need me to come there? And then I said, which most people understand as I don't want to come, which is, or you good? Or you good means, <laughs> or you good means I don't want to go help you, right? Like, yo, I'm moving today, right? What'd you tell me when you were moving? You're like, yo, I'm moving today. I'm like, yo, you need some help or are you good? <laughs> Are you good? Is universal language for don't ask me to come help. I'm with the 21 year old Swedish. That's why your memory's bad. You said you were on your way back. After you said, nah, I'm not Cause, good. Because I would have went to the hotel. You you said, nah, I'm not good. And I was like, fuck. Well, it's my friend. I got to take care of my boy. So possibly, I come back. Possibly. All right. I come back. I see him on the corner. Right. Yeah. And on my way back. I started calculating shit. I was like, I'm 34 years old. <laughs> I got three to four fights left. Three to four fights left in my whole life. That's generous, to be That's honest. generous, you to got, be honest. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm going to have one and a half. I'm going to have one to one and a half. I had had tequila. I was thinking three to four. <laughs> and I figured if I'm going to have one, a safe place like Sweden where we know there's not going to be real weapons or any of that kind of shit is going to be a nice place for it. I see you in a corner. You're kind of tight, right? Yeah. I'm like, yo, what's the problem? Blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, this motherfucker kicked me out. I think he's racist. There's a, now I'm getting a little hype, right? I start walking to the spot and I got this gray jacket on and I start rolling up my sleeves. This is how I know I was drunk. I start rolling up my <laughs> sleeves like I'm a fight in the 20s. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm about to fight on the Titanic. You know what I mean? Like, like you about to fight the socialists. Like I'm a fight like <laughs> Irish people like that, right? So I'm rolling my sleeves up, right? right, right. I'm like, all right, we, it's fucking lit. This why I blame it. I'm getting hyped. This I'm getting hyped. Right it's on me. I'm getting hyped, right? I think I'm more hyped than Alex. And you hype me up. Just, just, just. So 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 we walking. I'm leading a fucking march. I gotta hype myself into a fight. I'm 34. Oh God, you know what I mean? I gotta get the everything loose. I walk up to the thing. I'm like, Yo, where's the bouncer who's talking shit? Right. All of a sudden, the bouncer w comes out. I go, I go, I go, go. Excuse me, did you kick? And I just hear over this shoulder, Alex just goes, Fuck you, then, bitch. 
fuck you then what's up now bitch and I'm like I'm like oh it's serious it was go time it's a serious one I didn't realize it was gonna be that serious I said I've been I'm still rolling up the sleeve I didn't even get to pass the elbow you know what I mean like this shit escalated right so then the dude says back to Alex right the dude goes dude goes he goes uh you ain't gonna do shit you're all talk you're a pussy right now in American in American accent that's wild disrespectful yo that means we have to fight that's a fight now imagine a motherfucker said although I do kind of be like you right you might say that <laughs> no you might say that right but the dude goes he goes you ain't gonna do shit you're all talk you're a pussy right, right. when I say that to you it's fucked up but you gotta understand what we heard we heard the dude go <laughs> you're the pussy see ya <laughs> you're the pussy see ya he, he called Alex a pussy, see ya, right? Mad extra syllables in the word pussy to n- unnecessary, right? Alex was so infuriated by it, right? Out of nowhere, I just see this can fly over the shoulder at the dude, right? Can flies at the dude, hits that motherfucker, right? Hits him right in the chest. How much is left in the can? Is open? Yeah. Let me clarify. Pretty full. He threw it not overhand, yeah, right? I think I spoke like, about it. He threw it like the, the love and hip hop, the champagne shit. It's just like <laughs> he was trying to make the episode. You know what <laughs> I mean? So the dude gets hit with it, right? Once you throw it, I'm like, yo, that's my man. We're fighting this dude. It's a rap. We about to fight. We're in this together. We fucking fighting. Dude gets hit with it. Reaches in his pocket, <laughs> takes out this fucking nightstick. I'm like, Ali's got a fight on his hands, yo. This motherfucker got a brawl. This guy, fam, I start rolling down my sleeves, son. I'm like, why are my sleeves so high? What's these sleeves doing so high? Why are these sleeves so high for? This is, y'all are crazy. Why did this have to get this way? This is, right? Yeah. Yo, son, yo. Son, 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 right? Son. Oh my god. Alex okay, the dude comes swing. Hold on, real quick. Yo, go. You what are you thinking this whole time? I want your point of view. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, you, know. you you Andrews, what are you thinking when okay. Andrew's like, I'm coming over? So boom, I'm at the corner and I'm trying to calm Fuck, down. Fuck, I wish Kaz was here. Stupid I'm trying fucking to calm Vince McMahon. down at this point. Right. And I, and I told him, I'm like, yo, I got kicked out of his fucking bar. He's like, I guess he asks, yo, you good? And I'm like, nah, I'm not good. I got kicked out of a fucking bar. He turns up on the phone. He's like, nah, get the fuck out of here. It's like, he turns up. So now I'm like, it's go time. It's go time. I Andrew, see, Andrew can hype you up. He can, I see him walking back hype. Like, hi, he's hype. And then he, he you're right. Been snorting you, salt. You, you, you led the walk. I was like, I let oh, it. shit. All right. And tell so, him about the, the show. When I rolled the arm, <laughs> tell him when I rolled the jacket. He might have rolled the jacket. I was rolling the jacket. He might have rolled the jacket. <laughs> I had to unclasp a button because it wouldn't roll at first. It wouldn't yeah. roll at first. This is the white man's Listen, boat. So now. It wouldn't roll at first, right? Because it was too tight. So I had to unclasp the button to get it to roll up. But so, I thought it was a good look. So now he acts a bouncer. Yeah. Like, he tries to get his attention. I don't remember exactly what you said, so yeah. maybe I'll, whatever he said was correct. And then the bouncer starts to talk shit. So then I start talking shit. And then I 
throw the beer at him. But well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because he called you a booze, you see? <laughs> so, right? so Andrew yeah. leads the charge. Andrew leads the charge. And then, Andrew's here. Right? Yeah, I'm and here. And he starts talking to, to Bouncer, right? He yeah. pops yes, off first. Yes, but diplomatically. I'm not even trying to place blame. I'm just trying to know Alex's thought process yeah. as this is happening. Me too. So, I'm trying to know Hashtag it. you too. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> What's happening? That's what I was thinking. So Andrew's talking shit. What do you think of Andrew's talking shit to the bouncer first? What do you think? I wasn't talking even shit. I was like, yo, where's the bouncer to kick my man out? I think that's pretty much what I said. Because yeah. he wasn't there yet. The second he came out the door, you were on him like the What do you think? When you see that motherfucker come out, what are you thinking at this point? Oh, I, I was just seeing red at that point. Because like I was still tight from being thrown out because I was black. Like yeah. I literally looked around and I was the darkest yeah. person there. Yeah. So I like I knew it that was the reason. Yeah. I tried to walk away and like Whatever, fuck, my night's ruined, but yeah. that's what it was going to be. I say one thing, Once you got to know about again? liberal white people. What's Once that? you say it's because I'm black, they don't know how to, they just give you whatever you want. They don't, they no, can't. No, not in Sweden. Not, not in this Sweden. Is, we'll get to that. Okay. I promise okay. you. Okay. We'll get to say, that. I was saying that yeah, yeah, in yeah. the club. So, right, okay. so look. Yeah. So, 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 continue. So, what makes you throw the beer? Cause he called was it, was it the extra syllables on pussy? It was the extra <laughs> syllables on son. Like, I don't know what he pussy said, but he said word. And he that said shit it has several syllables in it when he said it. He, he said, he goes, you and all the talk. No, no, that's Italian. He goes, uh, you're talking, you're talking, you're not going to do nothing. You're a pussy, see? Literally like that, son. And I, I like, that shit kind of harmed me the way he said it. But he said it to you. Yeah. Like then, he could have been giving me a compliment, and but so you're he said done. it aggressively. At that point, you're done. Oh, yeah, you just said, fuck it, let's oh, go. Oh, yeah, it's right. But he just, he's just like, you're not, he threw it like, you're not going to call me a pussy. It wasn't like, I'm going to hurt you, but it was like, you're not going to call me a pussy. Oh, yeah. You ready to fight? You ready to go? Yeah, because he was okay. talking shit from, oh, mind you, there was a little fence there. Right. Like a little. Yeah, there's a little fence. Like, that's why so I was so, you know distance. what I mean? Like, everything's comfortable. <laughs> it's like distance. there's a little yeah. barrier, you know what I mean? Like, this is gonna, you know, it's disgruntled neighbors. So right? there was some distance between him and I. And I'm like, yo, don't talk shit from all the way over there. And, you know, my hand wasn't gonna reach. Through the so can, was, son. Through the can. And then. Look he... at this. Clack, clack, clack. Daredevil. The, the shit was mad little in his hands. And he went, boom. He like, clack. He so just what stretched are you that thinking shit out. When you see the daredevil, this motherfucker not thinking stick. nothing. I'll get to that part. <laughs> this motherfucker not thinking shit. All right, he goes, keep like this. he goes, he goes, clack clack clack. That shit, the 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 nightstick stretches. It's a dark night. Right, right, right. It stretches all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long dark night, bro. It stretches all the way out. Right. It's a Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, chill, 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 chill. I try to stop him. He's running right at Alex. Right. This is how I know Alex mad drunk. This is how I know he's drunk. I didn't know he was drunk until this moment. This is how I know he's drunk. The dude raises the fucking nightstick, swings it at Alex. Alex looking right at him. He just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker put one hand Wonder up. Woman, he, put, he literally did a Thanos. He was Thanos. He just put his one hand up and blocks the nightstick with his forearm. How'd that feel? Oh, this is how it, it felt. Nothing. This is how it felt. This is the first words out of his mouth. Oh, oh, you got a nice stick? <laughs> That's how drunk this motherfucker was. He goes, he blocks it like fucking MacGyver, bro. Just one swoop, right? And then he goes, oh, you got a nice stick? I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's drunk, right? This guy drunk, right? I didn't think he was going to use it. Son, the dude comes at Alex, right? Alex cracks this motherfucker. 
Right? That's what's up. Now, Alex cracks this motherfucker, right? Punches him in his face. Dude's kind of like, whatever. But the dude keeps coming with the nightstick. I, after Alex hits him, I have time to get in between Alex and the dude. And the dude, is, you saying, what are you saying, no? I'm telling you, you're remembering this story. So how my hand broke? So. Your hand literally I, has never looked... You fucked up at all. Son, I, I couldn't you, move it. I saw you two days after. Yeah. And there was no complaints about pain. Bro, I could no... barely hold a microphone. <laughs> I kind of want him to keep going. Yeah, yeah, let me keep going. Yeah. This all right. Be good. Okay? I'm blocking the dude hitting the shit and hitting Alex, right? Right. right. On multiple times, by the way. When you the, on the other <laughs> on the other side as well. Because there's two times where you're getting hit with nightsticks. Okay? Oh, okay, okay. You're, right? You're right? I'm blocking it, but I'm blocking it in a way that's not like I wanna get hit by it. It's more just like <laughs> let's keep the peace, right? It's not like it's not like you throwing, hey, the, you're throwing God, the leg out. Yo, just kicking like, it out, yo. yo you know how, like, I thought about it. It was, you know, how Sweden was like neutral in World War II. Yeah. That was me. I was Swedish about it. I was like, guys, why don't y'all chill? Everything will be fine, right? So I'm trying to stop. The dude takes Alex is running at this point, right? Which is understandable. Guy has a weapon. You run him, mad slow. Embarrassment, disgrace, disgrace. Anyway, running mad slow. Dude takes a big ass swing, right? You are running. His your back is to him. He takes a big ass swing at you, right? Okay. He slips. No, he misses and slips. Okay. It was a massive swing. Like if he got you, oh boy, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> he'd be talking crazy retarded. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking to me, alright, that was the Alex Mandela story. I, t- I still think I'm a hero. You know, I think we could all agree that I'm a fucking hero. You know what, I mean? what we should do is get that testimony put in this episode. Yo, son, find a way to get the testimony. This motherfucker, he, he won't send it. Yeah. He won't. The lawyer really was trash, son. Yeah, he really and was. you want to keep him? And you're a hero, dog. I am a hero. I got you out, son. It was my motherfucking <laughs> testimony. Next clip. Okay. Next <laughs> so this next like, clip is not fun, guys. Arguably the most flagrant that we've been. It's not arguable. It's the fucking most flagrant we've been. You know exactly what the fuck it is. And if you didn't listen to that episode, you're about to hear it right now. I'm going to be honest. It's the funniest eight and a half minutes of anything I've ever done. TV, podcast, whatever the fuck I've done. Stand up. It's the funniest. I think it's eight and a half minutes. I don't often rewatch our shit. I rewatch this multiple times. Multiple times. It's so fucking funny. anytime, Anytime somebody asks the favorite episode, they immediately say Franks and Beans, like classic, classic. Well, you just gave it up. (laughs) My bad. Can I intro with them? Intro it up. Fucking man. Uh, This episode right here is not arguably, but probably the funniest fucking moment in the flavor to history. (laughs) Classic episode, Frank and Beans, right now. Yo, and then light, and then there's not a lot of fun around it. No, with us we can have fun, but like when you get a motherfucker who really buys into that, and then you start to crack jokes that are like sarcastic it triggers there well we shouldn't joke around about that like I was talking to this girl who works with retards right and like she (laughs) she what she well she she calls them like (laughs) what are they um, special no uh, Puerto Ricans (laughs) 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 let's go <laughs> Come on, man! Sit your retarded ass down. Look, <laughs> no, no. But she works with like she she calls. <laughs> Guys, come on! 
It's a joke. Puerto Ricans don't work. Look. <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, no. So, uh, so we keep it flagrant. Uh, just cut the clip right now. <laughs> yeah. the Instagram. Just cut the clip right now. So, oh, but no, fuck. she works with like special needs kids or whatever like that. And I, and I was just like, you know, I'd call them tards or whatever, but like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean it like. No, I always say they're a little late to class. They're a little tardy. <laughs> they're a little tardy. They're a little tardy. They tardy. They're a little late to class. They are. They're a little late to class. Pink slips. <laughs> These motherfuckers are pink slips. Yo yo. <laughs> she teach hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all I was saying, she was a little, you know, triggered, triggered by it. I tried to explain to her like. It's the funniest line, and there's something about Mary. Right. It's literally one. I remember this line for 20 years. Okay. Is uh, Matt Dillon or whatever is trying to impress Cameron Diaz, so he makes up this whole fake persona, and yeah. she, he, she has a, a special needs brother or whatever. Yeah. And then he's trying to impress her. He says, I'm an architect, but that's just my profession. It's not my passion. And then she goes, what's your passion? He just goes, I work with retards. And it was so fast and so matter of fact. I fucking remember how funny that line is to this day. I work with retards. <laughs> Because he truly didn't know what was yo, wrong yet. Yo, yeah, I yeah. work with yo, yo. retards. Yo, deadass, there's few things funnier than like not knowing you're being offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh. but like, you know, she was, she works with, and she was like, you got to call them special needs and then say the thing. You know, like uh, whatever it's it is. Too many syllables. It, it, facts, exactly, right? So like, but what I was trying to say is, and I was teasing in general, but I was trying to say is, like, we decide if words are offensive or not, right? right? There was a time where the word retard wasn't offensive, No, right? it was actually the nice way to say it. It was actually a scientific term, right? Yeah. A re- retardation, it just means slowing down. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, if you have a retarded heartbeat, you know what I mean? It's yeah. your heartbeat... It's Puerto Rican? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because you know, it's your heartbeat sounds like this. And you put that... Ste- son... If you put that stethoscope up there, literally, if you put the stethoscope up there, you put your ear next to it, you just hear ice cream. <laughs> so when you flatline, when you die, is it just... <laughs> oh, God. So, this so, is... This is the most flagrant. Yo, peak flagrancy. We gonna need. We gonna need a Patreon, y'all. We gonna need a Patreon. We gonna need a Patreon. It's the only way we can survive. Only way we can survive. We have ever had. Only way we can survive. You know who would find this funny? Summary talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, but what I was trying to say is this. Is I can't breathe. I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god! Oh man! So look. Oh fuck. Point is, point is, I was trying to explain to her. I was like, "Yo, it's about intent." Do you know what I mean? What? It's about intent. Y'all guys over here. We need jazz back. Yo, we really do, man. We really do, man. Oh my god. Yo. Yo, Alex, you sit your fucking athletic short wearing ass down. Get the fuck out of here, bro. So, oh my god. <laughs> sons, sons, this is my point. Oh my god. It's about intent. Oh my god. If you say a word, right, I'm not even gonna say it because it's gonna make us laugh now. But if you say a word, right, 
A word is just a fucking sound, right? Especially one that used to be scientific. <laughs> Don't leave. No, no, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. Keep it in. It's okay to laugh, but you keep it right here, okay? This motherfucker. Yo, yo. You know who else makes yo. sounds for words? <laughs> I can't breathe. Darn. <laughs> Yo, yo, Alex literally on the ground right now, son. Alex is on the ground, bro. Yo. Oh, my God, son. It's funny, because that is what you say about a retarded person is words. It's just yo. sounds. Yo, Alex, you good, bro? You good? You're fucking making me cry over here, Dude, it's all, it's all, hey, look. Oh, this man. is what it is. It's flagrant, too. Oh, this is the yo, wildest it's you know ever what, been. You know what the oh, great thing about flagrant, too, is, and I have to say, this and about this show specifically is um, the two stands for the number that retards can count up to. Don't you leave. Don't you leave. No, you stay right there and you stay by the mic, okay? You stay right there. Yeah, oh. stay right there, oh. and you stay oh, on the mic, yo. Oh. <laughs> yo. Yo, this is the wildest episode we've ever had. Oh. Alex can't breathe. Holy fuck. Oh, shit. Listen, it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this dude. This dude. This dude. Look, the point, the point is this. The point is this. I was trying to explain. Look, look. I obviously, when I'm saying that, I don't have any ill will towards... You know, this group of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You good? Oh, God. Are you good? I'm crying. You can't even say the word. You can't even say the fucking word. You know who else probably cries? Moms when they have her darn son. Stop it. 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 I apologize to everyone. What we call in this episode? Frank you This shit is fucking off the rails. Yo, this shit is. Alex, this shit is oh, off the fucking yeah. rails, bro. I almost just peed on myself. Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck, you know who else pees on the side? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bro. Oh, fuck. Bro. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if we can put this out. Let me tell y'all something, asshole army. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all gonna y'all gonna prove something to us this week. Oh it's an experiment. All right, it's an experiment with how with how on page with the flagrancy you are. Oh yeah, because we gonna put this out. Oh man, and if nobody gets pissed about this shit and nothing happens, then real talk, we got something special. 
if if no if nothing goes crazy, we don't get any backlash. Nothing. We got something special because we got what everybody wants: the ability to joke around. Yeah, about absolutely fucking anything. <laughs> All right, that was Franks and Beans. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we actually put it in the fucking episode. There's nothing We're more stupid. You can say. We should never have put that in the episode. Why would we remind people of what we've said? But this is flagrant too. We're not giving a fuck. We out here. Okay? This next one, this is another pretty funny one. I'm not going to lie. This is another pretty funny one. And I'm not going to say anything else more about it besides um, call the ambulance. <laughs> Give it a listen. Yo, I was in D.C. this weekend and shit got kind of wild. Wow. Motherfucker almost died. XXX Tentacion? No, 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 no. But like yeah. legit, a dude almost died. R.I.P. XXX Tentacion. That's sad, man. Word. That 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 is uh, that is sad. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. That's how. That's literally how Andrew deals with death, right there. Yo, it's so true. I just compartmentalize. We saw a guy die. We did. Yeah. Remember when we were on the road. We we're coming back. I was driving. And we saw that car crash. The dude fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, yeah. 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 Why you make me remember that? I was shook. Yo, <laughs> son. Like, why'd talk? you just unpack yeah, that? Yeah, I packed that shit up. That shit was in the fucking storage unit. The point yeah, is, <laughs> this motherfucker out here storage wars in my emotional my emotional trauma. You know what I mean? Akash out there like, $53. 57 Sold. So, Akash, now I got to think about that. Yo, son. I'm a, I, I, I was there. You didn't give a fuck, fam. I was Trying to, I was trying to fuck. There was that girl that was cute, and consoling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that one? A couple things, three yeah. things. Right, one go. of them is good. First thing, as I'm pulling over, because right. this shit is crazy. Andrew's you were like, driving? Andrew's like, yeah, Andrew's, Andrew's mad in New York. He's like, nah, this is setup, B. I was like, what are you fucking <laughs> saying, man? You never seen those movies of the pop uh, Yeah. What is it called? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse is what's happening in San Antonio. Um, hilarious. Uh, but two, you when we both tried to help and Andrew like was like telling the EMT what to do it was very impressive but then after that he didn't give a fuck he got in the car I got in the car I was like yo I'm yeah. shook man I don't know if I want to drive he's like alright man I'll drive Jesus that <laughs> 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 like, man pushed that shit aside like nothing had happened bro I'm good at doing that you gotta like compartmentalize the thing with XXX is like that was a fan of yours. You and you always shouted this kid out. Yeah, and like I look, I know, okay, look, there's a lot of, you know, drama around him and a lot of allegations that are really fucked up that would make you not want to like somebody of that, you know, yeah. uh, uh, capability, right? Of those right. capabilities, right? But um Wait, what are the allegations? Um uh, Rape? He, no, no, no rape. It's not rape. No, no. Can we please always pronounce no. it like that? Unless it happened to someone My you know. My boy called that shit broccoli rape. <laughs> Yo, I know, it's crazy. We flagrant today. Where, where cat is at? <laughs> rain it in, rain it in. So no, but uh, he was like a... I, I just saw this kid really early before I knew about a lot of that stuff, and I just heard like a couple of the songs. I think the first song was uh, "Look at Me." Oh, he's yo! I like his music. Yeah, his mu no, he's yeah. very talented, yeah. and he had like this really engaging yeah. personality. And I saw these like fight videos of him, and I remember, I remember just thinking like, "Hey, man, like you gotta, you know, don't do that shit anymore." Like you got real superstar talent. This is before any like the crazy like hitting women or that kind of stuff. Oh, comes that's out, out there. Yeah. Okay, so, and I was like, you know, don't. Uh, no, I remember I was doing a DJ Vlad interview. Right. Mm, and I yeah. was just like, I think he's a superstar. And I just hope he doesn't get caught up in the hoopla because I, I really do believe that. And uh, he hit me up on Instagram. He's like, yo, um, 
yo, thanks, uh, thanks for saying that, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I'm on a straight and narrow. And he's like, I love guy code. That shit got me through depression when I was younger. That's like, crazy. So you never know who's watching the show, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we chopped it up a little bit. I mean, you know, literally a couple things. But it, it was just like, it was one of those guys where you hope kind of worked it out and... But he was one of those guys who was out there, man. Like, he got touched. He was almost asking to get touched. He got touched when he was in San Diego. He got touched, meaning, like, somebody you know, know, dropped know, him on know. stage. Yeah, I uh, I liked his music, and then he got knocked out on stage. And what bothered me more than him getting knocked out was, I was like, I was watching the video. I was like, is this motherfucker barefoot? <laughs> and then, and I, just, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a fan I'm out yeah, that's brave yo, yo. that's too white for me yeah yeah but that's some brave shit like to go into the town that you're beefing with barefoot barefoot that's, like, yo. that's, that's ballsy in shorts <laughs> you know what I mean anyway man like R.I.P you yeah, know yeah. We, we don't know what Truly. comes next but you know hopefully everything who knows I don't even know what to say in these, I'm just gonna package that shit up with that death on the fucking road that you brought up yeah, man. I just want to see what it would take for you to... I was actually trying to make us look cooler. You said motherfucker die. What you going to do? Well, yo, so this guy, I'm performing at the DC Improv this weekend. Shouts right. to DC Improv. My people's out there. They were very cool, man. Um, two funny comics opened up for me. Martin Amini and Lafayette. Martin is... Oh, yo, yeah. I fucks with both of those yo, dudes. first of all, so funny. Both of them are funny, yo. Go check both of them out. I hope they got some clips out. Yo, Martin's mad funny, yo. <laughs> this guy, his father literally had like a, a ice cream truck mafia... <laughs> like he got a joke about how his pops had like eight ice cream trucks but like sometimes cats would try to come on the route and he'd have like a baseball bat and like he just started beating up That's the fucking up. trucks and shit <laughs> like real hardcore yeah. like yeah so it's just like real funny stories but um but we're there and like I was doing the last show Sunday night you know we're going there we're going in doing our thing and then all of a sudden I just hear this girl this woman this like old black lady she just goes she goes oh my god Oh my God, no! <laughs> and she goes, she goes, someone call an ambulance! Someone call an ambulance! Why are you making her sound so stupid? Bro, someone call an ambulance! Right? And then the, the lights kind of get turned on a little bit. Her husband is swamped, bro. This is at the show. At the show! Fuck! Son, we thought he was dead, bro. Like, he was just out. So we stop. I get off stage. A couple people, we walk over, and he starts to kind of wake up a little bit. He had completely passed Right, right, right. Um, Low blood sugar. Bro, well, I don't know what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. What Maybe it was that, but completely passed out. Head hit the fucking plate. There's, like, shit on his face. We get him out there. He gets put in the ambulance. That's <laughs> why you ain't shit because you've been waiting to say that this whole time. No, no, no. You I'll tell you what I have been waiting to say. <laughs> For my whole life in comedy, I've been trying to kill on stage. And, uh, <laughs> I almost got there. We came close. <laughs> no, dead ass. I get back. So. It's literally like 40 minutes into there's the show. There's a sense of accomplishment, I'm sure, when you like, yeah. there's a part of you like, did I, did I get this Yo, motherfucker? God. It was either make a girl's water break or or like, right, you know, right, right, do, right. like make someone pass out or something like that. But um, he left, right? And there's still, you know, a few hundred people in the audience, right? right? And I did like maybe like 40 minutes and I was like, fuck it. So I got back on stage and then that's what's up. Yeah, and the first thing I, I I have it. I'm gonna put it all in the vlog, the DC vlog that comes out. Y'all should check it out. It's gonna be fun. But um, and the first thing I said it was I was was like, it was like a silent moment of silence, yeah. and it was like you know I've always wanted to kill. And, ah, uh, you know, boom! So that yeah. kind of broke the tension. Right. But there was some like comedian thing in me, which I've realized that like 
obviously, hopefully this guy's okay. He's in the ambulance. Everything's good, right? But the comedian thing of me he's was, in he's in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the ambulance. So, <laughs> what? Bro, it's I'm not so going to joke. Funny. Real talk. Hey, no, Alex, dead serious. Like, we were like, yo, did, did someone call an ambulance? <laughs> 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 like, yo, bro, no, for real. I got you. <laughs> bro. And he was like, he was like, he's like, no, nah, don't call an ambulance. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we're like, dude, dude, you passed out like something could really yeah, be wrong. Like, sure dude, call. you have to go to the hospital in an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> or else something could happen to you. Like, right, 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 right. Anyway, so whatever. He's an ambulance. And, and, then, <laughs> and then, I don't know why it's so funny. Bro, it's an ambulance. <laughs> bro, it's an ambulance. Alex, it's an ambulance. Alex, bro. Bro, yo, you know how expensive it is to get called an ambulance? <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but insurance okay. works there. It doesn't work in a hospital. It does work in a... In ambulance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Say it. Ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> son, son, if you saw this... Alex is dying. Son, son, if you saw this... Oh, Alex, keep laughing. We have to call that ambulance. Yo, we have to call an ambulance for you. Yo, we got to call an ambulance. <laughs> Alex, Alex, you need to call an ambulance. I really hope he's alive, yo. I hope that man lives. <laughs> what if he died? Die in the ambulance. Die in ambulance. He didn't die in ambulance. He didn't die in ambulance. Anyway, I guess the point I was trying to say is like, with you know, with jokes in general, I. What enjoy do you think it. you'd have said <laughs> if he was dying <laughs> in the ambulance? <laughs> who would you call for? He died in the ambulance. Somebody call the who? Who he call now? If you're in the ambulance, get him to the hospital. <laughs> 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 Quick, get us to the hospital. We need call to go the to the hospital. Call the, the doctor. Doc. Call the doc. <laughs> Someone get a doc. Someone get a doc. Is it Ace? This is faster than ambulance. Go. <laughs> I thought ambulance would go faster than this. Oh, God. God. Why does she sound like the yeah. water boy now? <laughs> All right, man. That was the Ambulam. That was that, that was a funny-ass show, funny-ass situation. Uh, next clip coming up. Um, honestly, I think all of us right now believe that he's going to be the future star of the UFC, of MMA, the face of MMA. We're looking forward to his fight. And he came on telling us about how he used to fuck ugly chicks. So just know <laughs> that if you out there fucking ugly it's fat before chicks. Before he had dick pride. That's true. That was before <laughs> he had the dick pride. Yeah. So if you got no dick pride right now, just know one day you can be a future UFC champion. <laughs> uh, so shout to Izzy. Shout out to my Nigerian. Shout to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And uh, this clip is called, uh, I don't know what we call this clip, the greatest haka in history. <laughs> haka. Haka. Alpha may eat your heart out. <laughs> I heal quick. I got the X factor. Son, I don't heal quick. Healing dude. factor. Healing My factor. My shit is fucking done, dude. I, I was, <laughs> was it, 34? 35. Ankle, ankle, oh, he was oh, happy birthday as well. Happy oh, birthday cheers, as well. Belated, belated. Not even roll my ankle. I don't, I don't think I told you this, water. but I was drunk the other night and I had this girl over and she mm-hmm. didn't want to fuck or she didn't want to give me head, but she was just kind of like jerking me off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got this. That sounds this. fun. Yeah, man. And uh, so I just took over and but I was drunk and yeah. I was just, I guess I was whacking it really Henny hard. Dick? Oh, no. What? Any dick. No, Henny no, dick, no, right? no, 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 no. It was, hard. it was hard, but I didn't realize how much I was tugging. And yeah. then the next morning, I, I looked at my his dick. Own dick. Bro, there's a fucking rug burn on my dick. Wow. Are you circumcised on there? No, no, I'm circed. I'm circed. So, yeah. What, what, I thought every dick looked like mine till I saw my first point. No, you should look like, like a blunt. No, nah, dude, I was like, man, why? No, they only circumcised the women. Honestly, I thought white people, <laughs> I, no, I swear, honestly, I thought white people had the weirdest dicks. I was like, what is this shit like? Wait, why? Because it was like this. Because you could see it. 
Yeah, I've never seen that before when I was 13. When About I was, the tip of a dick. Not just like skin. I was like, what is all this? Hold like, on. You're circed or you're not circed? I am circed. Oh, oh I'm circed. Oh, yeah. High yeah. five. There we go. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but like, I thought when I saw my first porn, that like, and I was like, fuck, white Wait, white people are... aren't circumcised? No, white people are circumcised, fam. Are they? Are yeah. They? Well, well, the one you I saw. created that shit. Yeah. Oh. They started circumcision. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I never, oh, well, I thought. People weren't really circumcised like, in the Caucasian culture. Most people in America, are, we're all circumcised. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, most of the people here. Anybody here? Learn something new every day. Who's not circumcised? Who's not circumcised. But you guys are like from New Zealand, right? Australia. But these are Australians. Yeah, they're, they're convicts. Who gives? Yeah, a that's right. Yeah. We don't care about <laughs> Australians, man. They're fucking savage people. These guys. Yo, they said that animals. They said that New Zealand got ugly chicks. Is that true? Nah. Keep it real, though. Hey, 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 I'm just saying. That's what I heard, bro. That's nah, what you got to know where to look. You have to look. You have to look in the right places. If, and you, if have you gotta to... do that, they ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a true ass point. No, nobody said yo in Los Angeles. You gotta know where to look okay. for the girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just outside. The extra bad bitches hey, in LA, hey, though. The extra bad deep, bitches. Man. You gotta know where to look. Yeah, but regular bad bitches in LA are just a Starbucks. Regular bitches in LA got jobs. That's how you know there's a lot of hot bitches. So when we were in Norway and Sweden. Yeah, oh, I heard. There I was heard. bitches working at McDonald's. My buddy had a funny joke about it. He was in Norway, and the girl working at McDonald's was like a dime, yeah. like fucking smoke show hot. On, on, yeah, dude. And she's like, uh, "Can I get you something to drink?" And he was like, "Can I get you something to drink?" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, tens working in the McDonald's. Definite. It's that, just regular over there. I can imagine. I'm doing Europe tour, so my friend's getting married yeah, in Ireland. Are. Okay. Oh uh, man, he's going to ugly to uglier, bro. Nah, 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 my friend is. My friend is. Hey, Oof. RP. But he's getting married to uh, one of our other friends in Ireland. Yeah. Because she's Irish. And then I'm just going to have around like Europe for a little if bit. If someone said to you, yo, last night, mm-hmm. I fucked this <laughs> Irish chick. Yeah. I've seen some hot Irish chicks. Come yeah. on, bro. Dude. Come on, bro. Oh, man, I'm not lying. If I go, yo, I smashed this Brazilian last night. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna be like, send me pics. Dude, okay, Show I'll me tell you pics. one thing. When I went to Brazil Irish for that fight, when I went to Brazil for that fight, <laughs> we get to the hotel around like 1 a.m., and then we're checking in, and there's this guy with two chicks. I oh, think yeah. they were hookers or whatever, but I swear to God, you know, like one of those video game asses? My Stupid. Fo- I went down to the the, the thing, the reception. reception to get a, a charger, like a port, Yeah. and I left my phone in the, in the, in, in the hotel room. I wish I brought my phone down, because I swear, it was just this dime piece, like literally. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she, oh my God, it was just something I, like, Irish I still remember girl. it. No, Brazil. Not Irish. Okay. Okay. Brazil, like that. Irish, you no, might no, no, no. as well just jerk off because you're basically fucking lotion <laughs> at that point. Like, how much wider does it get than Irish? <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> Poor girls. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, fuck, that was nice. But New Zealand, was, you said there's some shorties out there. Yeah, definitely. You just gotta know where to look. And you also, know this girl have that you ever, before lovers? you fucked a girl, mm-hmm. have you ever done like a haka? <laughs> like just to get ready like nah, I would nah. do that shit like really? you know what that is nah. oh, that shit like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. It's like okay, the traditional war dance for the uh, the Modi people the, uh, they're, they're the indigenous people of uh, New Zealand so okay. yeah. they have this war dance they do, like they did it from way oh, back so whenever sick. the when the colonizers was coming through on these ships they yeah. stood on the fucking shore yeah, that ain't no, work. We out you. <laughs> we Keep out dance, you. guys. <laughs> You'll be slaves now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it is, it is the shit. And I see, yeah. like, videos of it. There's this guy who plays at LSU. Mm-hmm. Because that Hakka culture is, is infused in, like, Hawaiian culture, too. Because yeah. a lot of the, Polynesians, you know, Polynesians yeah. over there. And did you see that clip of the, the dude, nah. his dad? 
Oh, it was dope. Oh, maybe I, maybe cool I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. popped up on my YouTube. Now I got like tons of Hakka videos on oh, my yeah, YouTube yeah. and shit. I'm into it. It's yeah. cool. But it's, I think that's a nice thing to do sexually. I think yeah, they can try it out. I might try it next time. Do women do it? I think you guys. Oh, they have their own ones, but they use um the poise and they make these uh, faces as well. But it's not like the, it's not as aggressive as the male. Do they one. pull their tongue out like that? That's a good <laughs> one. They make the. I don't know how to do it. They that should the be the face. closer. Yeah. <laughs> Just. And drop the chin. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: the All Blacks, you mm-hmm. know the the rugby team. Yeah, yeah, I heard of them. Love that they do the haka. That's Where the fun. vodka. At? Oh, we got more vodka. Yeah, also, hey, bring it re-up, over here, re-up, Ash. Re-up, re-up. My man, recovering right now. Love that they do the uh, the haka, but yeah. some of the some of the white guys on the team, man, doing it right. The rhythm is off, man. <laughs> it is very off. At least they trying. It's but... like a macarena. Yeah. The way they come to it. <laughs> dude, I'm watching him. Be- just focus on the brown dudes. At least when you're videotaping yeah. it, just video good, you know. And there might there's some soda water, and there, there might be yes, some sprite too. Yeah, yes, we'll leave that on the more. table. I might have a little bit more. Definite. Okay, so now that you're famous, not yet. Ah, but you're getting famous. Yeah, slowly. You're getting famous. I'm learning. The shorties are coming That's out. That's what I'm saying. Work, What's the UFC groupie right? situation? Because um, I I saw you post a too. little something. I'm trying to get me too. I know we're all afraid. <laughs> but here's the thing. I I saw a little groupie nah, situation fam, I'm out you posted here. a while ago. Me too. You posted something a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. You like a girl that you you slid in and she didn't answer For and like now she's seven answered. months. And then after my uh, Arizona fight, maybe a week after she hit me up and I'm like. Really, nigga? Come on. <laughs> Keep that same energy. How <laughs> the fuck? So, uh, even you like... Should, you re- should say that after you fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little too early with that. <laughs> nah, but like... Even Yo, though, that's what you do. What? You fuck them, and then when you don't return their calls, they're like, why aren't you doing it? And you be like, oh, remember how you did me nah, I'm, seven months I'm ago? I'm petty. I'm like... Because everyone thinks I've got that's dick pride. Petty. I got to say dick pride. I learned something when I turned 28. Yeah. Hold on two seconds. Yeah, take a sip out of that. <laughs> Keep on talking tell- about that. Are you telling me you you got famous to turn back down the girls who turned you down when you weren't famous? Facts. Like, I'm like you're still Duvall, not going to fuck. Honestly, because like, so 28, I turned 28 last year. I'm 29 now in July last year. And That's I swear to God. How- Turning ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the style bender. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had this metamorphosis, I swear to God, and everything started making sense. People coming to my life, people going. Yeah. I could see, like, I had, like, fucking spidey senses. I could just see all the snakes and all this shit. Right. And then, yeah, I kind of realized, look, girls don't just jump on every dick that's offered to them. But, like, as guys, we kind of get brought up with this culture of, like, you know, you just fuck bitches, get money, whatnot. So I was like, I. Because I've had times where I've had to fake orgasms. And, you know, sometimes even when you fucking, then you let's, just like... Let's stop right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's Pull stop right there. Go into it because I'm a big fan of this. Real? Oh, you do too? I will fake it before I go soft on you. Facts. Oh, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not uh, going to give you... Because some girl can be like, oh, that's why his dick didn't get hard. Oh, she can talk to your... Oh, exactly. I see what you mean. So, I'll come, if I feel like I'm going soft, you know, I, I come prematurely Facts. fake. I fake come. I go, oh, and they're like, what happened? I, I was like, oh, it, it was out. so good. You get the shivers as well. Exactly. Oh, what? I don't go, I don't, I don't oh, hit bro. the doggy. I, <laughs> I give the Oscar. Out, I give the Oscar of fake what orgasms. Do you mean? I mean, what happened? Tell me about this fake way. orgasm. So, like, I mean, act one out right now. I'm 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 trying to get. I got, you're about to be a hand puppet. <laughs> 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 
No, but like, I mean. So what happened with a shorty? You're saying that. Okay, let me get, think of an example. No, I mean, I don't mean I want to hear this. I want to hear this. I, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Well, we're going to get it. Yeah. Okay, you know when I was talking about, you know, left hand and wet wipes? Okay, so this one time, right, I pull up to this chick's, the shorty's house. Where drunk. are we? We're in New Zealand. New Zealand, okay. Auckland, New Zealand, CBD, nine. Auckland. That's why it's three. That's why it's going infect the organ. Oh, LA3. You pull up to this LA3, right? She's combing her back here. She's a white girl, fat ass. This is whatever you know. What he says, fat ass, she doesn't need you. You in the car, soft as shit, trying to get hard. When you, yo, yo, I'm going to suck your dick, Izzy. Yo, you know how he said I'm a meteor train that's gonna come back to haunt you. <laughs> Yo, when you oh, man. hold up, two seconds. Fuck. Okay, so when you pull up to a girl's cars. house in New Zealand, do you ever yeah. see her doing that lineman stance with the tackling dummy they do in football? And they just come right in. And they just come <laughs> so I'm can't. All right. Okay, so, good. Uh, so there's this girl in the backyard just lifting a tree out of the ground. <laughs> what? She's just removing a tree from the ground, right? Dude, yeah. <laughs> She's like, Be with you in one second, one second, easy. Have to do landscaping, quick, easy. This is on him. But uh, so. Mark Hunt is gonna be downstairs. Like, what was that? Uh, nah, he's someone. Oh my bad. But um, but yeah, but so I get there, right? I'm. Uh, this is when I was like fucking uh, 23. Yeah. Big ass chick, she's pretty, and then not big ass chick, big ass. That yeah, is. yeah, fatty, <laughs> fatty. She got the fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'm drunk. We talk a little bit, then we start making it happen. And I remember I just kind of turned her over, put her over the bed, and I spread the cheeks open like a gentleman. <sighs> My God. <laughs> oh, you smelled the smelled oh. the doo doo? No, I was I was back here, but I got the whiff. Pussy or doo doo? Doo doo. Oof, respect, dude. <laughs> 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 Nah, that bitch had a full uh, meal before nah. you came over. Huh? <laughs> you don't so, care. So I get there, right? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I got the full. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get me killed? <laughs> but I'll look after you when you come to New Zealand. I got, I got your back. I got I your protection. Oh, I got you. I need the protection. But um, yeah. That so. same bitch gonna be waiting for us. <laughs> What is funny now? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, but <laughs> if I was white, I'd be red right now. <laughs> All right, go. So, shorty's butt oh. cheeks are open. Doodle hanging out, <laughs> right? So All right, that was Izzy out of Sonia. Make sure you get your dick pride. Salute, uh, shouts to our boy. Um, next one coming up, Kaz. Why don't you tee this up? Because this was another big interview. Yeah, another big interview, man. And it was, it was uh, you know. If you're signed up to Patreon, you probably heard this already. But if not, for the grand uh, audience of Flagrant 2, we had three-time slam dunk champion Nate Robinson hey. as a guest on the Talking Flagrant spicy. 2 podcast. Talking spicy. And he was one of the most flagrant guests we've had, man. He told us and it was the most lit podcast he'd ever done. Yes, yes. Big facts. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, we got, we got into, we didn't get into trouble, but we got, we made a little noise for that interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a little clip that Nate had to say uh, about former BYU standout Jimmer Fredette and China league legend. <laughs> so, uh, 
Check that out. This is Nate Robinson on Flavor 2. Oh, yeah. Call him up, man. All right, we have a special guest. Yeah, we're going to get to this um, early because uh, it's early on his side. And he has rehab in a few. Oh, is he so, still rehabbing? Yeah, he's, bro, he's, he's trying he to rehab. He's trying to play, dude. That's not. He's trying to play, man. But rehabbing? That's like, an injury. You. you, yo, let me let me let me intro you real quick. Let me intro you real quick. We got a history maker on our on our line today on the Flavor Two Hotline. Now I'm saying former New York Knicks, so you always get love for me. The one and only person in the history of the NBA to win the NBA Slam Dunk Championship three times. Give it up to one of the greatest dunkers, greatest athletes to ever step foot in the NBA court. My man Nate Robinson is on the Flavor yeah. Two podcast. What's up, Nate? What's up, guys? I'm good, man. How you man. doing? You sound groggy. Nah, man, y'all waking me up at 6, 7 a.m.? I mean, shit. You gotta be. <laughs> Come on, bro. You're doing a comeback. These are comeback hours. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't, you yeah, don't got rehab today. Yeah, rehab is in a bit after this, so I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna knock it out in a minute. What's, what are you rehabbing? I'm rehabbing my meniscus. Ah, uh, okay. Man, okay. See? So, yeah, but I'm, I'll be back. I'm already walking in and running a little bit now, so I'll be back probably full health and uh, now. So late, this late December. Nate, are you in? Are you in Washington doing this rehab? Yes. Yeah, I'm in Seattle. You're out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. What is it about these pasty vegan bitches that you <laughs> love so much that you get brought back to Seattle? <laughs> no matter how far nah, you go, man. we bring you to the bright lights of New York City. You got Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Indians, yeah, Asians, hey, and black in Seattle. Do you know what I mean? That was my problem. That was my problem here, so you had to get out of there. Too many Spanish. Too many Spanish mommies, but I had to come back home. So you went back to you went back to rehab in a place you knew you could concentrate. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to be distracted. You went back to a place where I spell mommy M O M M Y. Now, Nate, man, speaking of Seattle, uh, you know, it's, it's produced a lot of hoopers. You know what I mean? One right now playing for the Knicks is Alonzo Trier. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody mm-hmm. that you've watched uh, growing up for a while. What are your thoughts on him, man? Because I know when we caught up, you was talking a lot about him in, the, in L.A. and saying, yo, he's a, he's a real one. He's a hooper. Man. Yeah, man, I just don't understand how a guy like that, that with so much talent can go on drafted, that just shows that GMs, that they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing sometimes. Mm. And, you know, they make mistakes just like we do, like you know, people like that. So, uh, you know, Rondo, he's been, he's been good. He's, he lived in Seattle. He moved out of here, went to Vegas to school. And then he went to uh, Arizona. Then from Arizona, I don't know how you go undrafted, but uh, he was one hell of a player there. And then now he's showing the league, you know, what he can do. He's already making people fall, dunking on people, and he's only a rookie. And it's only going to get better. So I hope the Knicks understand that they got a real baller on their hands and that they can open their eyes and understand that Seattle got some cold ballers, man, period. I don't care what nobody say. We can go up against some of the best players in the world. And, uh, and you know, that's just how we do. Yeah, I hear you, man. All right, let me ask you a question because uh, you were a teammate that was incredibly skilled, but could also be a pain in the ass for a coach. So, what was it? <laughs> what do you think is happening in Washington D.C. right now? Uh, with John and 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 Bill and all of the guys over there, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, everybody's gonna play fingers when you start losing, man. That's that's just what it is. If they were winning, they wouldn't say any any of this. 
Yeah. Really? You know, so, I, I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I've been a part of it before being with the Knicks and being on a losing team and we win a little bit and then, you know, you know, when it makes everything a little bit better, it makes, you know, the you chicken strips taste a little bit better. It makes that lemonade is a little bit more brisk if you win. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. But I just think they need to just, you know, find a way to get on the winning streak before they, you know, make some crazy decisions on trade these guys when those are the guys they actually need to win. There, there's a, there's, there's a, I have a question, right? And it's really just about Washington, D.C., the organization, right? Washington, D.C. is looking for a coach, right? And they're like, we have a dominant personality in our point guard. We need a coach that has the ability to coach a dominating personality of a point guard. So then they get Scott Brooks... <laughs> who just failed trying to coach a dominant personality of a point guard. How much is on the organization? I mean, it's, it's one thing when you got coaches that be stuck in their way in a certain way, and then you got a player that is in like a John Wall, Bradley Bill, these guys that, you know, they, you know, they demand so much because, you know, they work so hard, man, and they want to, and they want to be the person to lead the team so the coach don't have to coach as much, but the coaches, they be trying to coach and do so much instead of just letting some of the players play mm. sometimes. But um, I just think that, like you said, like like I said earlier, they got to figure out a way just to find a way to win. They got to figure out that way to, to win, no matter how they do it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they just got to go out. You see, they came back down 24 the other night, last night. Yeah. Came back and win, so they came yeah. back and won the game, so they got to... Uh, they just gotta whatever, however they finish the game. That's how they gotta play the rest of the season. I think they'll be all right, and then they can turn the season around and be like, "Yeah, we started the season like this, and then we ended it like this, making the playoffs." So, you know, as long as they make the playoffs, you know, I think it's a uh, successful season. Now, Nate, uh, Andrew just mentioned Scott Brooks. That's one of the many shitty coaches you played for. Who was the worst <laughs> coach you played for? No, it was. Now, Dan Tony, Tibbs don't give a fuck about your body. <laughs> Who's it was tough. It was tough. It was tough being in OKC the year I was there, man. Because I, when I got there, I knew I wasn't gonna play, and I was behind. And I, this is no disrespect to my guy Eric Maynard, but I was staying. I was playing behind Eric Maynard. Like they were like, "This is our guy who we're going with." And I'm looking around like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> like every day I practice. Every day I practice, they were you know like we had to stand on the side and run up. Like we had to run lines when they were like they were scrimmage. And, like, we had to run line. So every time they went down and ran, like, you know, they ran down on the other side, we had to run down and wait. And then when they run back, I said, man, this ain't no cartoon. Like, cartoon <laughs> characters running back one. I said, no. I had to stop practicing one day. Like, yo, and so are we? So do we not get to practice? Oh, man. I'm lost. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think, and I think that, you know, they took that for me. I think that a lot of coaches that I've been around, they took that as, like, I don't know if it, I don't want to say disrespect, but they took that a, in a negative way because I was so passionate about playing. And that's practice. And those guys don't even don't even want to practice in the league. Most guys want to chill and just wait for the game. So for me, I was like, no, I like to actually practice. That's how I work on my game. That's how I get better for the game. So, you know, it was it was tough. But uh, I don't know, man, I had, I, had some, I had some cool coaches. I had some bad coaches, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily say that Tony was a bad coach. He was, just a, he was just a bad fit, I guess, for me. He just didn't like me or something. I don't know. I mean, I asked, I, me and Carlos Boozer, we did a, uh, we got some passes. When our, our first podcast, we got passed it to All Star Weekend mm-hmm. at Media Day, 
and I asked Tony, you know, you know, I asked all the players, you know, we asked him questions, and then then Tony came up, and I told Moose, I said, I'm going to ask him why he sat me down for them 14 games, <laughs> and I really want to know what I did, and I, you know, I never asked him over the years, I've never asked him, so yeah. you know, I went up to him and asked him in front of everybody, like, yo, Tony, I was like, yo, you know, why you didn't play? And it's funny because I was like, yeah, why you didn't play Nate Robinson? And I, I, I said it like, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, why you didn't play Nate Robinson for them 14 games and he had 41 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and a couple of five steals? Why you didn't play him that, like, and he had that game? And he was like, you know, he couldn't give me a real answer. It was so funny. And I put him on the spot. He was like, it was like a deer in the, in the headlights. He didn't know what to say, what to do. That's pretty cool. It's like pretty like the best Q and A I ever had. You know why he didn't play you? Because you were stealing all his pasty white bitches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it's funny because people ask me that. They were like, "Man, did you sleep with somebody's girl?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you got hey, I'm gonna be honest. I, like, I believe that. I was like, I hope, I was like, I hope not. I hope not. I hope I didn't, man. I really, I hope you know, Dan Tony like them Man, I hope I didn't sleep with somebody's girl, man. And somebody was like, you know what? We're gonna blackball Nate Robinson. And I hope that was the case. <laughs> and, if, like and if it was, hey, and if it was, I want to say here, I apologize. Yo, there's a so so. I heard a story. My understanding about you, Nate, is that you love to compete. Yeah, too much. A little too, too much. much, man. So, <laughs> yeah. so can you clarify this story? I was hearing a story. It was you were in Denver, right? And. What was the point guard's name? He was in... Uh, Ty Lawson. Ty, Ty yeah, Lawson. yeah. Yeah. Now, now on mm-hmm. that team, it was you, Ty, and there was... Uh, I can't Andre believe... Andre Miller. And Andre. Andre, consummate professional. Like, Andre is probably 53 years old <laughs> at the time. Hasn't missed a game. He's bucket still, too. He's still, still. Bruh, and, and he like, just, he's like, I don't work out. Like, he just <laughs> says shit that's crazy like that. Uh, Ty is starting, but Ty's drinking. Was Ty just drunk every day? What was the issue with Ty? Man, I mean, Ty just liked the party, man. That was his deal. That was him. Right. And it, it's funny because, like, like some players, some players are game players. Like Ty's a gamer. He like no matter how much he you know how much he partied and drank or whatever, he always showed up ready to play. And I, I thought it was unbelievable. I'm <laughs> right. like, bro, you really go so hard, and then you go even harder in the game. Right. I'm like, bro, you got to have a good balance. And he's like, bro, I just, I'm turning up. I'm living my life. I'm like, I, I ain't mad at you. So, so I heard nah. there's, there's a story. Maybe you can clarify, but. Something was happening. There was dissent in the locker room. They were they were talking about who should start between uh, Andre Miller and Ty Lawson, and like the whole team is there. The coaching staff is there, and they're it, ba- wasn't, it wasn't about starting. It wasn't about starting. Let me tell you. Let, let me clarify that it okay. wasn't about starting. Yeah, yeah. So that day, basically, that day was the first day, and I and it's pretty cool. That cool that I got to witness it, but it was kind of crazy that I got to witness it. That it was the first day. That Andre Miller got his first DMP right. in his career, mm, right? And 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 I mean, for some people, you know, like they want that played every game. You know what I'm saying? He deserves that. Like Andre put in work. He's been playing with some of the best. He's one of the best point guards to play the game, in my opinion. Like you know, smart, cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Real laid back, real humble. Don't you know? Don't talk much, and he got that squeaky little voice, and it's funny. So. <laughs> When we came in a lot, you know, like when we, it, well, it started on the court, you know, like he was playing and then the time kept going and then Andre was on the bench and he was like, there's no way I'm getting my first DMP today. Like, what's up? Like he, like during the time out, he was like, coach was like, what's, what's up? And, uh, after the game, after the game, we got to the locker room and Andre, he was hot. He was mad. And, you know, 
he wanted to say he he stopped you know he stopped coach you know y'all want to say something before everybody starts saying something. He says, coach, I, I just think that it was disrespectful and it was not cool that you know I got my first DMP. I didn't play. I don't know what the reason why you know I don't I don't get to play. And coach was like, man, we we're just going with the younger guy. You know, we're going with the younger guy. And he was like, what you mean by younger guys? Because like you guys should like give me an opportunity to 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 to, to fight for minutes. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, I think that's unfair. He's like, he was like, me and Nate come in here every day before everybody's here and work out every day. And you guys come and you guys just give guys certain minutes and play guys certain minutes. And it's like, we don't have no chance to earn more minutes. And he was like, you know, I think that's corny, you know, that, you know, that you handle it like that. And then uh, Coach B. Shaw was like, well, I'm the coach and I can play who I want and when I want or whatever it would be move. And he was like, honestly, it wasn't even my call. It was, it was, it was management. Mm. But you know, you're a grown man. I'm a grown man, and we can handle it and talk to, like, talk and figure out what's the best solution. And Andre Miller was like, the best solution was for me to play. It helped the team. We lost the game. We lost the game. You know what I'm saying? I got wisdom. I got years. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, you know. I, and I was like, wow. You know, everything he said is true. So he was like, you know, Andre Miller goes to his phone and was like. And he and uh, and, uh what he I forgot what B B uh, B Shaw said B Shaw Coach Shaw said something and it triggered him and it, and 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 Andre Miller was like man you had Shaq and Kobe you, that's why you got your rings and those rings were just you you know those rings were handed to you you didn't you didn't earn those you know and then he went to that and he was like you averaged two points your whole career you didn't do nothing like he was going in on him and I was like everybody was looking around like and he really talking to Coach like this. And he, you know, Andrew really got that voice. He's like, yeah, man. He said, you have two points a game. <laughs> it was, and we were, and I was trying not to laugh, you know, the whole time. But, uh, yeah, that was the day, you know, he was like, you know, you got guys coming in late. You got guys showing up to shoot around late. Everybody just, you know, saying, that, you know, saying honest, real stuff. And it was just, you know, pandemonium in that locker room, man. It was just, it was just all bad. And then, like, that rest of the year was just up and down just like that for the rest of the year. And during the year, whenever uh, Andre would play, like when we played, every time every time he played and we, like, made a shot and we did something, we put, put two fingers in the sky we pointed that guy, like, like, you the man, like, that was Andre's thing. So every time we shot the ball, we did something, we always did that for Andre. In <laughs> 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 the game, we were doing it for Dre, pointing to the sky. It was, it was, like, a funny thing that we used to do. So, so but it was fun, man. It, I, had a, I had a blast playing for the Bigger Nuggets. I heard, you know, I heard a little... Year. I heard a little extra part of that story, which was uh, so so Andre and Coach are going at it, right? Just like you said, Mm -hmm. and they're going at it totally this and that, and you don't have the rings, and Shaw, you ain't shit, this, that, the other, and then Andre's going, you know, and and then you know what, and and what's it? Ty ain't shit. He ain't even that good. Like you know, Uh, you should give me miss. That's it. That the other. He was going hard. He was going hard, (laughs) and then and then all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, you just pop up and then you go, I'll be busting Ty's ass too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did say that. I did say that because in practice. Now listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Nate want his minutes, baby. Nate want his minutes. No, you know what? Nate want a job. He left that part out the story. No, 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 no. Because I, since we were on the topic about like playing minutes and stuff, I'll be busting his ass too. <laughs> Right, and it's funny because he didn't he didn't say nothing. He couldn't say anything because every day in practice, the second squad, the second unit, me, Andre, me, Andre, Alonzo G, like we had a squad. Like we, uh, the real Arthur, 
we used to really kick our first unit's ass every single day. Mm. Like, we used to have a tally of how many scrimmages we would win, and we would, like, really kick that and take that to heart. So I was like, man, you know, like, like I was like, man, this is the time. And I was like, man, I said, we do come here every day, and I do be busting his ass, so, yeah, we do need more minutes. <laughs> was like, that was my time. I had to get in. I had to get in where I fit in. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a true story. That's a true story. And it was hella funny. I was like, I had to add my two cents in. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So like, hey, if he if he would have said, if Ty would have said, if Ty would have said, yeah, right. You know, I was like, bro, we can go upstairs right now to gym. <laughs> I would have told him, check up right now. Let's start the one immediately. Bro. I'm not playing no games. But no, nah, it, it did go down like that. But it was, but look, it was funny because that, we were we were trying to like we were we were a solid team. We were trying to make the playoffs and towards the end of the season, but we had some great games and great times, you know, playing. And after after that happened, man, it was like I don't know what 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 triggered us, but it it got kind of crazy. But then we started winning a couple games. I was like, man, maybe you turn around, but now we fell up short for making the playoffs. <laughs> Now, Nate, uh, I mentioned earlier you're the, fir- you're the only person in NBA history to win three slam dunk contests, and uh, you mm-hmm. know one of those dunk contests back when the in, in, back when we were allowed to get as many attempts as you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people were down on that. I thought it was in- extremely impressive that like you even managed to pull off a dunk after like the tenth or twelfth attempt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I would have been winded. So like, what was going through your mind like during that? Was that every? Was there any point you're like, you know, I'm just, man, I was I'm like just, this enough. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, this is going on long <laughs> enough. Listen, you okay? So listen, so I'm stubborn at, at times when I that's a dunk that I used to do so easy, uh-huh. and so that like for me not to make it in front of everybody, it kind of it kind of pissed me off, and I'm like, well, I'm still doing this no matter what points I get. I don't care how many times <laughs> how many times it, uh, it it takes me. I'm making this dunk, so that's what it was, man. I was just so frustrated, and then on top of that, like. You know, being a dunk contest, a little nervous. You know, people. You know, millions of people watching, and you know, I just, I just like, man, I can make this dunk. But you know, it's the same thing. Shit, Andre's a, if I was do the same dunk three times and trying to get more points, doing he the also same lost, fam. How do you expect to win? How do you expect to win doing the exact same dunk every time? I did, all my dunks were all different. Yeah, I remember he listened to Kobe. Kobe told him what to do, and then you just listen to Kobe, obviously. <laughs> but Kobe, don't know, he Kobe old. Dunk that's contest, the only, that's the only time. That's the only time you're supposed to not listen to the Kobe mentality. <laughs> 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 hey, Nate, question. Why don't you go to China and just bust their ass for a couple of years? Because, bro, I don't know what it is. China has not reached out to me, not one thing. You're you kidding. No way. No, no, you know how I, good it would be to go to China you. and feel tall? But it just looks it just looks so it looks cheesy. Like basketball. I'm watching Jimmy for death scoring eighty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. How, no, how trash not, is Jimmy? I, I wanna play I wanna play I'm not saying he's trash. That's not what I'm saying. He's a scorer, he can score the ball, he's a, he's a solid player. I like Jimmy for death. But would he give you but buckets? For him to be a, but for him, hell no. Jimmy Fernandez not giving me no. I'm not giving. Him no he's not giving me no. No, no, sir. No, sir. I played against him before. No, he's not. I refuse to let Jimmy Fernandez give me any buckets. So you don't think he's and dropping guy, eighty? Guy, no, a guy, a guy that probably lost his virginity at twenty five. He's definitely not giving me. No, no, no sir. No, sir. 
<laughs> Yo, because oh, we we man. had Jimmer we had Jimmer on the show and he said the easiest guy to score on was you. That's a lie. Don't even start that. Don't even start that. Don't even start that. Yo, he on the flight to Beijing right now. No, What's sir. up there, Jimmer? No, sir. All right, now no, you. I seen him. I seen him play against. I seen him play against. Uh, he gave who did he get? Pierre Jackson, eighty-five points or something. God damn! But in China, in China, they yeah, but it wasn't him. They didn't give he didn't give Pierre. He gave the other team because in China, the other American can't guard the other American. They make the uh, Chinese kid guard the American, and that's why they be having eighty, ninety points and stuff over there. Uh, I mean, my guy, shout out, shout out to my boy. Uh, He's over there killing. Uh, uh, Russ, Russ Smith. Smith. Russ Smith from yeah, Louisville. Russ yeah. He's over there averaging 80 points a game. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get buckets over there. So, I mean, it's cool, but I want to play real hoop. I, wanna, I need to get to Europe. If I can't play in the league again, I need to get to Europe. I want to play where all these so-called great players from Europe come out of, and I want to show them, like, okay, yeah, y'all ain't shit. That's good. This is gonna be this is gonna be our, our 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 goal with this episode. Once this this joint gets out, I need every European team, every Euro League team, everything overseas. Yo, give Nate a call, man. He's in the big three league right now. You over there cooking, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm trying as, to, man. As far as those guys in the big three and the guys that are over there, aside from yourself, who do you look at in that league and be like, yo, he can still he can still go to the NBA right now and get get a few buckets. Who who do you think is over there that can do that? Besides yourself. Mahmoud, he's he 49 years old, cooking in the big three. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Man, what? Yeah. Did you see him? He, this, um, like, I think he could probably still play in the NBA right now. Give him a 10 day and see what he can do. I always nobody, tell people, nobody be able to, I always tell people he was the first Steph Curry, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. He got like he got blackboard up the league, so I know how he feels. So, yeah, he's definitely one of the greats, man. He's, he's a GOAT forever. Do you feel, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Do you feel like you're blackballed from the league? Yeah, a little bit. What do you a think? Bit a little bit of a little bit of me being ahead of my time. You know, being in the NBA a little too early than I was supposed to. I think. I think that you know now, right now, like looking at the league and how God, like, like back in the day when I came in the league, when I was trying to wear crazy shoes, they were telling me, "No, you can't do it. We're gonna find you." Like, mm. how you gonna find me from wearing any shoe I want? That's crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in the, I was in that era before they started to let people wear whatever and do whatever. Like, I was trying to do all that. I was trying to get jerseys kind of crazy. They were not trying to listen to me. And now I look at all these different jerseys. I was trying to give the NBA so much different swag, and they were not they were not messing with me back then, man. But uh, I think I was just a little bit – I was just a little bit before my time, man. I was too much of a uh, – the, the people's champ. And the coaches, and teams, they didn't – I don't think they liked that, man. They, they didn't like the fact that they sat me down and didn't play me, and people were screaming, we want Nate at the games. They hated that, I think. Do you has there ever been a situation in your life where you had to convince a girl that you were yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to yeah, I did one time, man. It was it was crazy. Like I remember this one time I was talking to this girl and I was, you know, I was trying to rap to her and she was like she was like, Are you like one of their friends? And I'm like, I'm not one of the homies. You're not one of these homies, girl, you better act about me. 
I was like, you you playing me like that? I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you tickets to the game. You showed her. I gave her tickets to the game one time, man. I had a great game. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to go out with you now, baby. You should have just jumped over that bitch and been like, what do you think? I'm just here hanging out. I had to keep her at bay, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to let them know. And then once they seen all Nate Robinson, they see, oh, he had billboards downtown of Manhattan and right there in Times Square. They're like, oh, that's a little short, ugly dude that was trying to talk to him. I should have talked to him. But I was like, nah, baby. I'm taking these little short, ugly cats somewhere else. <laughs> now, here, here's a question. When you got a girl in the crowd that you want to impress, are you going harder than normal? Nah, man. I always play my game. And if whatever happens in between times, then that's what it was. Like, the thing I used to love about playing in the garden, man, it would be so many dope celebrities on the on celebrity row right there. Mm. I mean, I remember Jeff, Jessica Alba came to the game. Uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, like so many different beautiful celebrities to come to the games, and I was like, damn, they're just right there. I said, man, I hope I save, I save a ball over there and just knock them over. Just like, <laughs> baby, how you doing? They get back to the game. They get back to the game. <laughs> hey, Nate, I gotta keep you a little honest. You you mentioned Beyonce and Rihanna. There's clips of you on ESPN freaking out over Will Ferrell. Don't leave out Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's my guy, man. Will Ferrell's my guy. I've been a big fan. Just, you know, Tyler Diggy Knight, one of my favorite movies, and Step Brothers. Like, he would come to the games, and I'm like, yo, like, that's one of my favorite actors. You were like, geeking. Shaking bake. So, so my, so my, so my little, like, my little calling when I scored, it was shaking bake. Right. Like, that was my thing. Shaking bake. So, every, so he came to the game one day. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, he's at the game. And I'm, I went to the announcer. I said, yo, I'm going hard. I said, hey, play that extra loud tonight. So I ended up, uh, he came to a game one time, we played Indiana, and I ended up having like 41. And like, I was waiting for a moment, I was waiting for a moment to go give him a shake and bake, like a, you know, a dap. And I remember the time where I came down the court and I had a four-point play, I shot a three and dude found me on my elbow and I had a four-point play and I walked all the way over because he wasn't on the side where we were, the hoops, he was on the other side. So I walked all the way over like to the side and gave him a shake and bake, and they got a dope picture of it. And I'll be posting it sometimes on Throwback Thursday, but that was like a super glory moment. Like, I, I take a stick with Tyler Degg and Bobby. What? With Ricky Bobby himself? Uh, I, was, I was geek. I was geek. I gave him a jersey after the game, signed jersey and everything. So, yeah, I was pretty stoked that he came to the game. Now, you always played the same no matter who was in the stands, but I noticed LeBron just scored 51 uh, when he went back to Miami. Do you think that there could be some shorty in Miami that he was trying to impress? <laughs> oh, God. Nah, man, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's chasing, he's chasing goat dreams, man. He's trying to chase Mike and everything that he's accomplishing. He wants to be the best player ever lace up the sneakers, so that's what he's chasing. LeBron ain't chasing no girls, man. Mm, hear that. Hear that. All right. All right. He ain't chasing no girls. Yeah, I mean, he got probably every girl in the world already on his on his on his nuts, so he's good. <laughs> but his main side man, chick is probably I mean, in Miami. Lamar James, come on, man, come on, man, he's good. Yo, Nate, I got That's a few questions. Sorry to cut you off a little bit. I got a few questions I need to ask you for. I I don't think you played for great coaches. I already said that. Um, who was the worst coach you what? played for? Tom Thibodeau's not a good coach. You don't think Tom Thibodeau's? I don't a think coach? he's not a good coach. I just think he doesn't care about your body at all. Like, whatever <laughs> happens to you, I don't give a fuck you're playing 50 minutes in a 48-minute game. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? The reason why he coaches like that is because he never had the opportunity to play minutes like that. So he's like, I'm playing these guys so much. <laughs> so much. That's what it is. He, he just, you know, he, he just a, he just a, a basketball junkie, man. He loves hoops. He just loves it. He wants, and it's crazy because me, I, 
When I was on the moon, I love the fact that he played me too much when when he had to play me. I, I never wanted to come out. So you never heard any complaint about about him in minutes ever. I would never complain about minutes. If a coach wanted to play me the whole game, please, coach, please don't take me out. I would love. I would unless I asked to and I'm tired. I need to sub. If that, I want to play all the minutes. So. I don't know what Jimmy's going to be tripping about. He's playing too much now. I want to play every minute. I don't care. I don't care until I can't play basketball no more. I want to play every minute. Because that's how much I love the game. When you were in Chicago, D. Rose mm-hmm. is there. Would D. Rose give you buckets during practice? <laughs> All right, that? that was Nate Robinson. Again, thank you so much for joining in. Um... Notice Carlos Boozer, Boozer, we did not use your clip, so step it up. <laughs> no, he promised he was going to come in studio. He I know. Didn't. We got to see Carlos he, he next busy, time he's in the city. It. We're going to make it happen. But more more but, big guests in 2019. Yo, That's real all talk. Yes, We're going to do it in uh, 2019. Uh, this next one, all I'm going to say is there's some bitches out there in the world, right? But it's another level of bitch when you a white pirate bitch. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the peg legs of the world. Yeah, true that. So give it a listen. All right. All right. Is this, this girl bucket. right here? No. Is Tell this... me they're not the same they're fucking just... girl. <laughs> Wait, did you just like blend them together just now? Yo, hold up. Real talk. Which All one? Right. Okay. Which one is J.K. Rowling and which one is the pirate? <laughs> the homely looking bitch, obviously. <laughs> hold on. You thought that not was J.K. Rowling? J.K. Rowling, fam. Not for nothing. For a one-legged chick. She's kind of fun. Oh, that's a different one? Yeah. Get the one-legged <laughs> one, bro. I was about to say, for a chicken one leg. Alex, right. you fucking up today, dog. <laughs> that's why we send Hold you on. all the dicks. Get one J.K. Rowling's, you know and what? then get one Asshole Paul, Paul send McCartney's. Him, send right. him two dicks. <laughs> yeah, and send him a picture of Paul McCartney's ex-bitch so we know who the fuck she is. Hold on. Yo, this one right oh here. Get the one-legged one, and you know how you could tell if it's one-legged? Get a full-body pick. I thought this is no, quite you know possibly what? the easiest person to see if they're the one-legged you know, one, right? I could see how he would think this is a one-legged chick because she kind of leaning. Who this one right yeah, here, right? Yeah, kinda yeah leaning. bro. <laughs> Yo, you missed a couple centimeters. <laughs> she didn't have her peg leg on that night. Yo, come <laughs> on, like, oh, just, you know, just rest them a nub. Hey, man. <laughs> you know, you know, it's fucked up when they get in a fight and she stomps off and just click, click, click. <laughs> 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 I'm not dealing with this anymore, Paul. <laughs> click, 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 like, click. <laughs> sounds like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting up with these shenanigans out here playing your shows late at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and then he gets sick yep. and just takes the fucking one. <laughs> Yo, that's it. Now she's like, fine. So that's the show. That's what I was going to say. The funniest shit ever is actually... Think about if he really did hide that leg. Picture her hopping around looking for the leg. That shit is too funny. And Paul fake sleep. You know, he fake sleep in the morning. He's just got one eye open. Like, (laughs) my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is that? All right, see, no. Who is that? Is that the one-legged joint? That's Chelsea I'd Clinton. I'd like to. That's Chelsea Clinton, bro. No, she I not. I couldn't even get to the leg. I can't let look me, past the bitch teeth. Let me ask you a question. Did she gnaw her leg off because it was <laughs> caught in a fucking bear trap? This is not the girl, dude. There's no way. 
There's no guy. And first of all, why would you show us a picture of her that didn't include the leg? We need. <laughs> we do need the leg at this. The point. only oh. thing we want to see is the fucking nub. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that chicken wing looking thing that's hanging off of her hip. Listen, Alex. I don't think we're being hard on you today. I think you just fucking up. Nah, dude. Uh, we, we talked about the OJ you interview. You said him a bunch of dicks in one weekend, He's probably man. too he busy getting... looking at cocks on his phone, <laughs> not paying attention to what's going on over here at Flagrant 2. She got some good knockers on her. I'll tell you that thing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was, that was, was that objectifying? Out. Pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, fair. obviously. Whatever. Okay, here's what, here's what. Fashion week somewhere. Let me ask somewhere. you this NBA question. <laughs> fashion uh, week. It's totally okay to objectify during fashion week, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Then it's, so, then it's art. And then we do it and we're like, oh, look at these fucking pieces of shit. All right, go, go, go. Uh, um, should we start talking about the Raptors? Son, let me tell you something. Mm, yeah. Yo, oh, fam. Oh, oh, shit. The little tink tink. Poor little tink tink. This is the funniest picture ever. <laughs> they got on. the bitch in a swimsuit holding skis. Well, all the confidence. She's sexy. With a Terminator leg. <laughs> bitch got a T-1000 spare hold part. On, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> bitch got a leg sponsored by Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> and you think I'm going to notice anything else? <laughs> but your motherfucking hasta la vista baby ass leg. <laughs> Oh God! Oh shit! Yo, we gotta find out how she lost her leg, yo. If she, nah, fam. If you lost her leg at war, that's not. I'll feel real bad about it. But if you lost that shit at the mall, (laughs) son, we are roasting you, son. Get your ass off the escalator, bitch. Why? You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be on your phone on the escalator. That's how you lose your fucking leg. The fuck? They told you don't look on your phone on the escalator, and then you got your shit chewed up at the bottom. <laughs> Nobody helping you. Oh fuck! Come on now, oh shit. Oh my god, I can't though. She is killing it though in this she little outfit. Fine. She got, she, she, got fun. she got a lot of confidence. I she do got two leg confidence. She got, the, <laughs> she got that Beetle money confidence. She got that Oscar Pistorius confidence. She does have <laughs> Oscar's confidence, bro. Yo. Oh man. You forget he was the handicap one. Yeah. He'd look at you like that. Like, the fuck? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you're the one with no legs. My man yeah. looking down at me. So the I best so Chris Rock, you see the Chris Rock joke? The best Chris Rock joke. He goes, how the fuck's the fastest man in Africa got no legs? <laughs> A white guy with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely set the set our race back like Chris, a couple Chris, years. Chris like, the Beast. Have Chris Rock still got it. Though. I haven't seen Tamarine. All right, you can take Tamarine that back. Was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Yikes. We need to talk about it. It was all right. It was all right. I, I enjoyed it. I want. I want you to see it next episode. I want to talk tambourine. All right, have fine. A real discussion. I'll look about at it. It's so. a, I don't like. Look. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's white OJ. He is bro. white OJ. He is white OJ though. God, look, look at this. Do you remember those pictures from the She's courtroom, fine, bro? The courtroom so pictures fun, were fired, dog. No, yo, pull up the yo. Uh, uh, yo, can I ask y'all a question? Pull up those Oscar Pistorius like courtroom photos. How you like fuck? Those, them shits look like mixtape photos. How, how you fire. fuck? How you fuck that? How you fuck her? I First of all, I think it's rather easy. Do you know? Do you no? I know how to do. it. I'm saying like, <laughs> what position do you do it in? Uh, I mean, you can't put the legs on top. Your shoulder gonna be fucking <laughs> you, titanium legs so on your shoulder. Do you just... keep her fake leg on when you smash, or do you take that off and then you just lay her in a bed and you just got that one chicken nugget leg and you just 
<laughs> and you just <laughs> it's true so what do you do what do you do or or do you put her in doggy style and you just got one knee down and then you got one table leg down right here <laughs> what do you do what do you do for smash I can't hear anything past oh. chicken nuggets son you realize how picky I am if a girl's second toe is longer than her first I question having sex with her <laughs> how the fuck a girl don't even have any of the toes no. it's not even <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Oh my I bet God. that bionic foot got. Uh, What's this thing right descending here? Descending toe like order? Oh, is that surgery? I don't thing? know what that is. No, I think that's, that's just like, sunshine. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I, mean, I hope. To, I really hope that she didn't lose her. If you lost her, if she lost her leg in like a bad way, like, like we're gonna find out. Like she lost her leg, like some horrible oh accident. Yo, this East, we're gonna this, get so much shit. Yo, this is the baddest yeah, Special Olympics winner <laughs> in history. <laughs> this white pirate bitch. How dare you, bitch, Captain Scass, bitch, Captain Captain Pegleg, Captain Peg. Use your leg on Kevin Durant, ass yeah, bitch. Captain Mania, bitch. <laughs> All right, guys, we rode out into the sunset uh, of 2018 as a family, as a group. So I think it's only right that we ride out into the sunset on one final clip. On three, guys. Oh, yeah. One, one two, two, three. Yeah! Oh. You want Bumble, bro? Oh, no, bro. Yo, it's Bumble. Trust me, no. You need to buzz your ass on over to yeah. Taylor Rook's page. No. Give her a sting. No. Give, her, give her a little no. buzz feed. No, 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 no. And if y'all do that shit, I'll swear I'll pull a fucking Jay and Silent Bob and spend money to go to each one of your fucking houses and, and fucking punch you, you in the face. You can't to spend this, any money, bro. You just incentivize them. It's, right. just, it's, just, it's, a, it's fucking annoying. It's but fucking annoying. I, I, I eventually stop Can we call dicks. Taylor? Can we call no, her right now? Let's just what? call her right why, now. Why is she a discussion point? Let's stop. just call her right now. Stop. Get to the bottom of this. Stop this shit. Stop this I shit. I need to. I'm going to call her. Stop this shit. I got to call her. You don't have a fucking number. Stop this shit. I know Taylor. Stop this shit. I gotta call her Stop. because here comes, this is gonna be some Alex shit now. Oh my god! I swear to God. Oh my god! I'm calling. Is this because I was late? Is this all no. because I was fucking? No, late? no, I no. Really no I have women that I talk to that he listened to this shit, and now he's right. here. Listen, that it's shit. Not, it's not that big a deal. All I want to do is I just want to get to the stop. bottom. I just want to get to the. Bottom. I want Cass to get to the bottom of it. There is nothing to get to the bottom. I want Cass to get to the bottom of it. That's a delicious. We talk about your girl on the show all the time, right? And that's your like your actual woman. Yeah, actual yeah. Girl, and nobody ever gives her shit. Cause I don't. They don't know her. All right, but who, who cares? They I be giving you? her shit though. I be giving her. Yeah, shit. But they know I be giving her a lot of shit. Actual girl. Yo, son. Yo, Taylor. Hey, Taylor Rooks. What up, Taylor Rooks? Oh, Jesus Christ. Taylor Rooks. Hey, listen. I know you and and Kaz got a little oh friendship, <laughs> friendship going. Please turn this shit off. Please, Taylor, Taylor, please edit this shit. Taylor Rooks. Please. Taylor Rooks. Why do y'all want to make my life awkward? <laughs> Listen. Weezy, can you just go along with the fucking, <laughs> show, the fucking dumbass? Yeah, I, it's not about this. Here, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing y'all don't understand. I know I know he's not calling Weezy. Him, right? It's just Weezy. This is Weezy from Moral Decisions. I was hoping if I called you Taylor Rooks enough that you would. It's not Weezy. about that. You hey, would answer as this Taylor Rooks. This part Rooks. of the episode, so this part of the podcast, it's gonna get fucking. It's gonna be this part that they they how, fucking right, sex it all. Yo, how far is she? And it's gonna annoy the fuck out of me. Hold on. For the next couple of weeks, and I don't like hold being hold on, hold on. fucking annoyed with shit like that. Hold on one Especially second. Especially if I have somebody that I'm fucking involved with. You are currently involved with somebody. Yes, and it, it, it is her name. Fuck. Taylor. No. 
Cass, you gotta go. I'm letting this go. Young. Let's go. Cass, you gotta go. Talk about fucking sports. All right? I'm not King, mouse. Hezzy, We're talking about sports. <laughs> Let's go. It's not about having a girl, bro. It's like, yo, I don't want to make people that I'm. So I talk to uncomfortable <laughs> because it is fucking motherfucker. God, I hate you. Guys. What is this? Just, Yo, please get on this angle. No, we just galloping right now, son. This is we just hitting our stride, man. Yeah, we hitting our, yeah, stride, hit this, our stride. It it's a stride, that. Andrew. It's a stride. Yo, you want me to go for it? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yo! 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 never yawn it! Yo! 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 Try! 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 Just get that little. Just get that. But do it towards. Do it towards. Get. Do it towards. Get. This is how you do it. Right? You go like this. You go. Just get a little bounces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I got no Hold rhythm on. with it though. Hold on. I don't know how you got a little rhythm oh, with it. A little bounce. Yeah. Come on, boy. Yeah. I'm at rhythm. Right. I fucking keep hate going, you guys going, so going, much. Right. But every once in a while, when you want to speed it up, yeah. I hope the chair is fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this chair is fucking break. <laughs> Alright guys. guys, that's been 2018 for Flagrant 2. Yes, Honestly, sir. amazing year in our career. Building this fucking podcast into what it is and what it's going to be has been so incredible. Thank you guys so much for listening, spreading the word. Every time we meet you guys, y'all tell you, put everybody on it in the fucking office, everybody on it, your work, everybody, all your friends, and we appreciate that shit so much. I can't wait to see what we're doing in 2019. The growth is going to be crazy. The army is growing. The movement is wild, and I'm fucking so looking forward to it. I'm hyped right now. We're about to go so create much, more content, all right? We love you. So Let's we do fucking it. love y'all, and all we got to say is keep it tight. Yes, Peace. sir. God bless.